in Disney Plus, it's talking to Mickey, and it's the podcast that does what it says in the tin, it's best film ever. We have a crossover episode. Yay. Hey, I'm from one of those shows. You are? <laughs> and I'm from one of those shows. <laughs> I'm from both of those shows. Yeah. It feels all I do is edit both of those shows. <laughs> and George is just going to not have a identity sort of statement there. George has got a really big headache. George oh. is doing her best to stay awake. <laughs> and uh, and Ian's going to continue to refer to himself in the third person. So <laughs> <laughs> feels very Captain Jack anyway to do that. Who uh, are my name's Ian. And I'm Liam. I'm Ellie. I'm Ethan. And I'm Georgia. Uh, so <laughs> let's just kind of zip through a couple of things, then we'll get right into the film. So first off, uh, I don't know. It's... We're doing both, so we're gonna cut. We're not gonna read Disney news this week, uh, for the most part. There'll be some snippets we'll talk about in uh, elements, but there's still things we can talk about. So, for instance, where we are charting, it's nice to know where we're charting. So, really yeah, quickly, where are we charting? really quickly, the Disney one oh. uh, is charting in Great Britain, the U.S., Yay. Australia, Brazil, thirteenth nice. in Brazil. I like that. Denmark, something is not rotten in the state of Denmark. Something's <laughs> awesome in the state of Denmark. Twenty sixth. I've used that joke before, I believe, in this segment. Uh, Japan. Switzerland Yay. and and Colombia, where our hips don't lie, we are number eleven <laughs> in Colombia. Fantastic! And then best film ever, Ooh, charting in the U.S. Yep, Great Britain. Uh-huh. In Canada, we're a top forty one in Canada. Mm. Australia, good eye, mate. You, uh, Switzerland again. Yeah, nice. Twenty fifth. We're hanging in there quite well, aren't we? Yeah. The, thank you yeah, for the Swiss. Yeah, thank thank you. you. Yes. Uh, Malaysia. Yep. Top ten. Cool. Oman. Oman. Still fourth. Yay. And we repeat as the number one film review podcast in Sierra Leone. Yeah. My favorite, <laughs> Sierra Leone. And number two in all TV and film. <laughs> so, right. um, Thank you, guys. We're all playing fantasy football this week against other people, and we're all winning, last I checked, or projected to win. <laughs> yeah, I'm projected you to win. You say all. Me. Well, Ethan's not part of I mean, face it. You were even trying to look for, like, Aussie rules. Well, actually, you wouldn't even be doing that. You are <laughs> not, that, not that the rest of them are any sporty, actually, Ethan, but... Uh, I don't know what you would have been I drafting. don't know. Fo- well, this isn't even real football, is it? This is like hand egg. Hand egg. That's rug- <laughs> rug- rugby is hand egg, last I checked. This is- no, this is hand egg with, like, pads. Yes, it is hand egg with pads and concussions. I get seriously hurt. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like body yeah, so armor. The, so I, didn't realize, I didn't realize how many people got injured until yeah. I had a team. Yeah, <laughs> So uh, just let's do some shout-outs. Um, not much, actually. I'm talking the Mickey one this week for shout-outs, but for our Best Film Ever crowd out there, uh, it's a musical pod who called uh, – uh, this for the Best Film Ever – who called everything from here on forward is Best Film Ever, I should say – who called us um, one of the best shows they know, and the hosts uh, work so hard uh, to create such an incredible product, and then we deserve all the success we oh, get. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah. Uh, Emmett Verbal Diorama, who I, who I think is the best single – 
film review podcast or film history podcast out there. Uh, we, she and I got a conversation about Atomic Blonde, which sounds oh, like a I film. I love that movie. It sounds like a film you would like. Oh, I love that movie. She was talking about it, and I went, Liam would like this. Yes, I do. I said, I don't know if I would, but I love Liam it. would. It's a and they're film. doing a sequel. I'll give it that. It's a film. It's kind of what I thought when I was looking at it. I'm like, this feels like a no. film. It's a film but I went, really rough editing. But I went, this feels like, 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 like a Liam film. I love this movie. Uh, also, uh, we talked about Suicide Squad, the Academy Award-winning Suicide Squad, I'll have you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Paul and Griff. Paul and Griff are great. Yeah, get it going on, uh, called Digging in the Dome, who do a bit of a fictional uh, podcast. You were giving us some love to everybody. And I'm like, thanks so much. It really is wonderful. People who do podcasts recommend us for doing something decent. Yeah, that's cool. That's quite nice. Thank you. Uh, our friend Carlo, who uh, was doing his monthly film challenge, and he shortlisted us on a group of pods that deserve all the fame and fortune. He, he listed three, and he said he said that we are like in a tie for that third place. But oh, he says wow. out of all the podcasts in the world, the two, and the two were big ones. I mean, it was like film spotting. I'm like, film spotting is a pretty big film podcast. Wow. But then to list us in this third spot yeah. and go, I'm like, thanks a lot, Carlo. Uh, he was looking for a new film from the 2000s. I tried like five different films, and he kept going, seen it, seen it. <laughs> I'm like, Little Miss Sunshine, he went, seen it. Uh-huh. I went, In Bruges, he went, seen it. I'm like, I don't know. So finally, I think I gave him Almost Famous. I think he's going to do that. Oh, I love that movie. It's great. It's a good movie. Great scene. You know what scene I'm talking about uh-huh, already. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray from Not Before Coffee, who actually recommended both Best Film Ever and Talking to Mickey as great podcast. So thank you very much. Mm-hmm. A couple new listeners. Saba Hussein was stunned that most of us hadn't seen Rocky, but really enjoyed the pod. Oh, cool. Uh, a new one called uh, Danichka, who now wants to rewatch Joker Ooh. as a result. And uh, Debbie, our friend Debbie, Yay. who said she wants to start a podcast called I Love Richard. I said, make sure you don't change the name like Georgia did last week or else that gets a little bit. <laughs> but on the flip side, the wrong crowd. it will. We thought Richard did a great job last he week. He did a pretty and Goldeneye. Goldeneye's done really well. So I'm really, oh, quite, nice. I'm really quite happy about that. Cool. Uh, so we are talking today about Pirates of the Caribbean, the Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah, but I think if you say oh. Pirates of the Caribbean, I think we all think of the first one. Now I say that, but there was one more <laughs> shout out to mention. Ethan tweeted out that he got twenty minutes into the second one before realizing. <laughs> I should, so my question is, my forty minutes. My question, Ethan, how did this happen? How did you did you not realize you were supposed to watch the first one, or were you watching the second one thinking like it was making you play catch up with yeah. the narrative? Like what was going on? Okay, so. I had a nine-hour shift at work yesterday, and I was like, cool, I'll watch the first half of uh, Black Pearl before I go to work, and when I get back at, like, midnight, I'll, I'll, I'll finish the rest. Went on Disney+, Plus, clicked the wrong one, skipped to the final 40 minutes, and got really confused while oh, Bill Nighy was there. So you purposely jumped the 40 minutes. Okay, I get it. I, I, that's sort yeah. of it. Yeah. So you'd already watched... I was like, what's going on? So you'd, it's, like, it's like that episode of Friends where she makes half a shepherd's pie and oh, half a yeah. trifle. Yeah. Like, <laughs> except for they're both like Pirates of the Caribbean movies. It's not like he watched the first half of Black Pearl and then turned on like Meet the Robinsons for yeah. the second <laughs> half. Like, Did you imagine? And when, I'm, yeah, reasonable quality from both. I'm really losing what's going on here. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Um, oh, and I then... nearly watched the second one. As in, I nearly started See? it. But oh, um, I did realize before I pressed play, so... Oh. This isn't the first time oh. I've done this either. There's a, reason, the there's a reason why I host this show. Because <laughs> <laughs> if need be, I can just talk my way through There's it. a reason you're driving this ship. Uh, hey, hey, hey. No mutinies this week, guys. No, it's all ask. Um, let's talk a little bit. I think we have to about the Johnny Depp factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, not because, I mean, not, not the Johnny Depp factor about why this film's brilliant, because we'll talk about that later. Yeah, definitely. But the idea about Johnny Depp's been in the news, he's lost his libel suit against the Sun, and it was a little bit 
what do we do with this? What mm-hmm. do we do with this situation? And I think everybody, <laughs> there's no one out there who doesn't have an opinion. I know, right? I'll say that much. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's got an opinion on uh, free Johnny or, um, you know, cancel Johnny or yeah. free Amber Heard, fire it's Amber Heard. Yeah. Is, is Amber Heard a victim? Is Amber Heard a, uh, a superstar for, for standing up? Um, is Johnny Depp an abuser? Is Johnny Depp a victim? I think, A, we don't know. We We're don't. not there. No, we don't. Uh, the more I run into things, the more it sounds like they're two people who should not have been in a relationship together. Very toxic. Yeah. Yeah, very toxic. Um, the civil case here in England determined that the judge believed 11 of the 14 incidents happened. Oh, okay. So um, I'm going, okay. Yeah. Um, however, quite, quite we quite also awesome. have audio leaks of Amber Heard saying... No one's going to believe that a guy can be a victim. And, of course, we're here going, guys, of course, can be victims of, yeah, the, of yeah. the domestic violence. So um, we had spoken privately, Liam, about why is Amber Heard allowed to continue on with the franchise yeah, if exactly. he's being forced to quit? I, I actually have an answer for this. Oh, okay. Okay. They can't fire either Johnny Depp or Amber Heard unless they're convicted of criminal charges. So nobody can be fired. And nobody's been fired. Oh, Okay. Nobody, the problem is Johnny Depp was asked to resign. He was asked to resign because he was found guilty in a civil court. They can't ask Amber Heard to quit unless there's been a civil case against her that has gone wrong. Uh, So if it's criminal, they can fire her. If it's civil, they can ask her to quit. But until they do either, they can't do either. Uh, Makes sense. So that's why their hands are not literally tied, but their hands are tied. They cannot do anything about this. So it's up to Amber Heard if she decides she wants to not do it. She's not going to do that. (laughs) Johnny Depp's still getting paid the entirety of his money for the next um, Fantastic Beasts film. He's still making ten million. Oh, okay. So, so regardless whether he does the film or not, he's yeah, he's still getting paid. Yeah. So I mean, I think we want to address this and everybody. We're not in the game here of victim blaming or victim sh- or shaming, um, but we don't know. It seems like it's a very toxic situation with both people. Mm. And I don't know, but it sounds like the more of it comes out, they could both be wearing eat both hats yes, at various yeah, points yeah, in their relationship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not that that makes anything good. No. Not that it whatever, no. but uh, I think it was something we had to sort of go in our heads, what do we feel about this? Mm-hmm. And then we went in the end. Um, this is still... A film, a still film I really enjoy, and I was curious if I rewatched it, how I'd feel about that. And that's the, the conversations we were having, guys, on the Skype call. Um, what was your perspective going into this about um, the Johnny Depp factor or the current legal effects going on? I think with this character, I'm very much able to separate the actor and the character. Um, Captain Jack Sparrow is very much his own thing, like his own like there isn't anyone quite like Captain Jack Sparrow. Mm-hmm. And so I think I'm able to kind of go, that's Captain Jack Sparrow. Like it didn't really occur to me that it's Johnny Depp. Like I know I have male actor face blindness or whatever it is we're calling it, but like, <laughs> um, that's, that's, that's Captain Johnny Depp. Not, no, it's not. Captain, <laughs> <laughs> Captain Johnny Depp. I love oh that. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like building to a point and then at the end, just completely oh, fumbling the ball. Completely fumbled it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. The quarterback um, is toast. So it's Captain. So it's Captain Jack. You don't. You don't see it yeah. and see an actor. You see a very successful creation of a character. Yes. Okay. Ethan, yeah. thoughts? Uh it's really weird because obviously I'm more on the side of I'm I'm I'm, I'm more on, I'm more on Johnny Depp's side, but I'm still kind of iffy 
at points. I rewatched Fantastic Beasts for some ungodly reason a while ago, and I was still trying to separate the two at points. Um, my best example is like... Well, that's because for half the film, it's Colin Farrell. <laughs> um, that that is hilarious well done <laughs> i was watching no, i was watching the second one he writes like that weird i have not i have not seen i've not seen the second one because i saw the first one and went no i'm, I'm good i've seen both <laughs> no. um but no it's it's really weird so like with pirates of the caribbean i i just see captain jack the same as georgia and even when i'm like oh no johnny depp's doing like a, a mad thing it's still I still sort of don't associate any of the, the, the issues. It's like, unlike with The Mandalorian, I see Gina Carano, I think of everything else. This is just, it's its own, it's its own thing. Because we've seen this character for, what, 15 years now? Yeah. So it, it's its own thing. If Mark Hamill turned out to be like, I don't know, a raging Nazi, I'm still like, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Different. It, it seems in music we're able to distance a lot of us a lot more than we are with actors. I don't know why that is. Yeah. Probably because you face. don't see see them as much, yeah. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Ellie, thoughts? Um, I agree with Georgia that I'm able to kind of separate the the two things, and also, you know, Johnny Depp filmed this quite a long time before these allegations were yep. supposed to have happened. But um, I mean, yeah, there were, <laughs> there were definitely some moments in this film which we'll talk about, which um, which did make me kind of recoil a little bit from some violence against women, but they weren't from Johnny Depp. <laughs> Not from Johnny Depp. So, <laughs> no. no. Um, yeah, I think if, if, um, if Johnny Depp had been the one slapping Keira Knightley around the face with force and making her fall over, then we might have had a different issue. But yeah. fortunately, it wasn't him, so it's okay. Well, I mean, it's not okay, but it's a film, so it's okay, if that makes sense. So, um, here we go. Pirates of the Caribbean, directed by Gore Verbinski, who I don't really know of doing much before this, and that's because he really didn't do much. Uh, the Mexican. Uh, which some of you might remember we talked about in our Julia Roberts roundtable, which at this point I should mention that Mm. we're dropping a, on Best Film Ever, we're dropping a real roundtable on Leo DiCaprio on Friday. So that's going to be, that's going to be good. Can't wait. I had a harder time. No, it's not. He's shit. I had a much much harder time listing my, I had a much harder time listing my top 10 for this than I did for Julia Roberts. And then even I did for Robin Williams. This was much harder than both of those for me. I was struggling Mm. to think of 10. What, for for Leo? (laughs) Oh, man. I had 14 on my short list, but we'll go, we'll jump to that next time. So, uh, the Mexican, he also did The Ring. Oh, okay. What like like Samara the Ring? Like 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 the horror film The Ring. I don't yeah. know. I haven't seen it. That's a bit yeah. of a broad little little uh, little, little, little Disney uh, link. Lilo's actress played played the the girl in the the Ring. Samara. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah. Um, Rango. I, I love the Ring. Rango. Oh, okay. Another Johnny Depp class. And the Lone Ranger. Another Johnny, another Johnny Depp, Depp film. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it a classic on that one, but absolutely. I kind of enjoy it in a weird way, that but it's still weird, real dumb. Yeah. yeah. So um, there's that. Um, so in 2002, May, Gore Verbinski signed on to direct Pirates of the Caribbean. He was attracted to the idea of merging sort of classical pirate storytelling with modern technology to resurrect a genre that had basically all but disappeared since like you know, we did Blackbeard's Ghost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like that's, yep. you know, there's not a whole lot of successful pirate movies since that sort of time frame. Mm. And so what do you do there? So during the early 90s, screenwriters Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio began to think of a supernatural spin on the pirate genre. Uh, Walt Disney Pictures had previously uh, had a guy called Jay Wolpert uh, write a script based on the ride Pirates of the Caribbean in 2001. And this story featured Will Turner as a prison guard 
who releases Jack Sparrow to rescue Elizabeth, who's being held for ransom money by Captain Blackheart. Oh. So there's elements. You can, yeah, see, yeah. As, as, as a non-parks guy, I'm not really into the whole Same. Disney parks thing. I, I, I do host a Disney podcast, but it's, it's the films. Yeah. It's, not, it's not the parks, and that's why we have a segment for that, which if I don't bring it up, somebody please remind me to make sure we get Andrew's thoughts. So in an earlier version of the script, according to the DVD commentary, Norrington was going to ask Elizabeth to marry him, which he does. Uh-huh. She says no, which she does. <laughs> yep. But enraged by this, he was going to join um, Barbosa, and the two of them were going to try and take over the Caribbean. <laughs> mm. Oh. I mean, that sounds more like a buddy cop. Well, kind of, yeah. it kind of takes a little bit more of like what happens in number two and number three when Norrington kind of goes off, off the deep end. Uh, yeah. um, Disney was unsure whether this film is a direct-to-theaters or a direct-to-video. Because let's not forget, 2003, Pirates of the Caribbean. When was Haunted Mansion? Was that 2002? Was that 2003? 2003. 2003, just yeah. before this one. Yeah. So, like, it, you know, not going that great. Uh, and so um, and there's a lot of Disney ones that go straight to video now, isn't there? They've got a pretty good. I mean, back in the day, direct to video would have been like a, a decent, you know, revenue yeah. stream. Yeah. I don't know if they do as much of it now, but Disney Plus has become a thing. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Go straight. No, to no, Disney, but yeah. Disney Plus. Technically, Just what Disney format. Plus is now. So, although um, Dick Cook, great name, <laughs> uh, had been a proponent, he was involved with making this uh, happen, uh, of adapting Disney rides into films, the box office failure of 2002's The Country Bears made CEO Michael Eisner attempt to shut down production of Pirates of the Caribbean. But Verbinski told his concept artist, keep working, and so when Eisner came to visit, he was astonished by what he had seen. I'd recalled in, in, uh, there was a book called Disney War, and Eisner asked, why does this have to cost so much? And Jerry Bruckheimer replied, who's the producer on the film, yeah. your competition's spending $150 million. You can't do this for 40 You have to do yeah. likewise. Uh, he referred to franchises like Lord of the Rings and The Matrix. Um, but he was really still, Eisner was still going, but there's a stigma to theme park rides. And actually, it was a good place for me to talk about a personal story. So when I <laughs> heard about, I knew Pirates of the Caribbean was a ride. Oh, Ethan's got the book I'm talking about. Yeah. Absolutely. This is, this is the massive. Like, it's massive. Jeez. It's like it's six hundred pages with a uh, eighty page index. Have you actually read it? Yes. Oh, very good. Very boring. Uh, very interesting. As a lot of books are. Um, yeah. well, so my sister was really all about this and wanted it and got it for Christmas on the DVD, you know, for DVD and things like that. And I remember going, okay, I heard because I saw in some magazine they were going to make a film based off a ride, and I went, "This is going to be stupid." Yeah. And then I sat down and watched it, and went, "Oh, oh, this is actually much better than I thought." Yeah, I was the same. Yeah. And so um, Eisner requested that Verbinski and Bruckheimer remove some of the more overt references to the ride in the script. So there's a scene apparently in the ride where Jack Sparrow and uh, Will Turner enter the cave via a waterfall. And they, <laughs> and, and, and they got rid of that. Uh, it was the first Disney Pictures movie to be rated PG by the MPAA. Mm. Wait until what? they get a load. Yeah, it was the first PG-13. Wait till they get a load of... Uh, Deadpool 3 when that comes out because I've heard that's going to be R. Really? And I, I can see that. I can and that'll see be on. That. It has to, you can't do Deadpool yeah, yeah. and not do R. No, you can't. Can you? Uh, but the studio was confident enough to add the, the Black Pearl subtitle to the film uh, in case sequels were made. However, the director, Gore Verbinski, disliked the title so much. Uh, because it says it's not the not the ship that's cursed, it's the gold that's cursed. Mm-hmm. And so he made it so you can't read the <laughs> the subtitle on the poster. <laughs> I mean, have, you, like, have you ever tried to read it? You just see Pirates of the Caribbean. You have to like, squint and like turn your head to get the Curse of the Black Pearl. Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah. 
And so that was, uh, that's all I've got for context. We're ready to jump in, I think. Let's do this. Oh my God, yeah. Oh, is Ethan just looking at it now? Yeah. Yeah. That's. You take a look at it. You can't read it. I thought it was just because I was blind. No. (laughs) So we go for the prologue and they waste no time with the title card. It's just. Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, and we're into the the olden, olden days. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get Elizabeth Swan singing Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me. And this was our chance to introduce all our supporting characters and the actors who play them. So Gibbs, Norrington, and Governor Swan are all introduced to us here. And basically the premise of this is that she likes pirates. Yep. And no one else really does. Nope. No. She spots Will on a piece of debris. And like Elizabeth Swan's who you want in Titanic. Yeah, because yeah, she yes, totally yes. saw there was room for more than one on that piece Absolutely. of wood. She's like, there's a boy in the water. <laughs> Let's make sure he's safe. <laughs> um, he's rescued, and um, it's amazing because they go, oh, and they go, what's that? And they turn around, and there's this boat right beside him yeah. with like flames 100 feet high. I'm like, you would have seen, seen the smoke for that way before you, you saw that little parasol <laughs> in the water. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. Um, they rescue uh, the boy out of those laying on the, on the uh, piece of wood. His name's not Jack, it's actually William. Turner. <laughs> they exchange names, and the boy who's playing Will Turner has teeth like a beaver. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this. This kid was all teeth. <laughs> uh, and then she steals the Aztec gold slash medallion. Yeah. And I don't know how you feel about this. I think spoiled little rich girl decided she was she, she steals from like a penniless kid. I don't think she I stole it like she, kind of maliciously though. Did she? No. It was more that she took it out to look at it, and then they came across and she hid it. I, she hides I behind her back in the least inconspicuous way possible. I thought she was doing it to save him. That's what she says. Oh, yeah, that's, I that's thought it was because it was like pirate. Yeah. They, so, can't, they can't know or they'll kill the child. Okay, but if we go back, like she's obviously had a relationship with him for like 15 years after this or yeah. 10 years or however long it's been. Yeah. Like at no point did she go, by the way, I've got something of yours. No, she didn't, did she? No. no. She loves him. Like it's in a special – it's like she forgot that she had it. Like it's in a special place in her drawer. So on that note, we have a graphic match where her eyes close and they open up and she's now sort of an adult. Elizabeth, yeah. Elizabeth Swan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really weird seeing her and Norrington in the opening scene. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. What's going to happen? Uh, yeah. Like, Norrington doesn't have to be in that scene. No, no. And it would have made it so much easier if he wasn't. Yeah. I but, want tiny 10-year-old Norrington with, like, no teeth compared to Will with all the teeth. Just being like, oh, the pirates are really, really <laughs> stinky. <laughs> um, and so this is where we meet Elizabeth Swan, played by Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley. Oh. <laughs> Knightley came as a surprise to Verbinski. He had not seen her performance in Bend It Like Beckham, which by the time that this comes out, Bend It Like Beckham's hit, and she's become a bit of a, a, bit of a, cult, a cult star. Yes, she had, yeah. Um, but by the time they're filming this, there's none of that buzz yet, so she's just kind of an unknown. So how did she get the, the role then? She just got it. Wow. She auditioned well. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure she said, I was in, I'm, I'm going to be in a film called Bend It Like Beckham. It's, yeah. you know, but no one's, the buzz hasn't hit yet, none of that. Hmm. Kira Knightley claims she was so sure she was going to get fired after a few days' work on the film, she only packed a few things to go of her when she started filming. Uh, bless her. And she revealed on a talk show that during the filming of the movie, she had to constantly have padding to make her chest appear, and these are her direct words, to make her chest appear like there's something there. Aww. And oh, she would God. spend 40 minutes in the makeup chair while they like contoured like fake cleavage onto her. Yeah. Because yeah. having seen Kira Knightley in other things, she looked different in this film. 
Yeah. It's about as a. I'll be honest. She's not I was, wrong I was when she says there's not anything there, is she? <laughs> no, she's, she's she's a very pretty girl. I remember is, at the time yeah. this came yeah, out, I'd have been about 23, I think. Yeah. And same. I remember thinking Kira Knightley's a knockout. Yeah. That's same. what I remember. I still I was, do. Yeah. Kira Knightley. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's. So it's totally dark, and she goes and checks after this nightmare. I guess it's, she's reliving the day that she met Will Turner. I guess. What a nightmare. Yeah. And she checks and opens up the drawer and there's the pirate medallion, as Mm -hmm. she calls it from most of the film. And uh, then her dad walks in and goes, are you still asleep? And what are you talking about? And they open the window and it's at the middle of the day. And first off, it looks amazing. Doesn't it? Jeez. I just want to go to that place on holiday. It looks fantastic. (laughs) But she sleeps all day. I'm sure no one here can relate to that statement there. Well, you know. Never. <laughs> Are you looking at me? In, in lockdown, I, I could. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't sleep in anymore. I'm very boring. Oh. Yeah. I was, okay, if I could, I would. It's a Sunday, and I was up at 6.58. Really? No, I went back later and had a nap when I got tired. Oh, but okay. as far as, like, sleeping in, sleeping the day away, I don't do that. Oh. Not anymore. 9 a.m. is late for me now, and that makes me sad. Yeah. And then there's this weird bit, because we need to have some exposition, which the dad needs to relay verbally. He's bought her this dress for her to try on, but then he stays in the room while she gets changed. I know there's a divider, but it still struck me as a little weird. Hmm. No, nah, that's that's pretty normal, because she had all of her undergarments on. Like, for that time period, yeah, he was, he was giving her a dress and waiting right. to see her in it. Uh, and then we meet Governor Swan, who was played by Jonathan Price. And um, the only thing I really got on that is that originally uh, they negotiated with Tom Wilkinson to play this part. Oh, okay. I thought Jonathan Price was good. He was good. Though he did look at the beginning like um, Captain Hook. Oh, he did look at Will with, with, with his black hair. <laughs> so, I swear they swelled the So what the happens? Costume. As you age, is there a certain marker where they go, okay, you're too old to pull off the black wig. Yeah, now it's going to be a white wig. <laughs> yeah. Because like, how can we see... How can we show we that he see, ages? We'll just give him a different color wig. Yeah. We what? see later that his, his actual hair is gray underneath his wig. So I guess it's when your actual hair starts to go gray that you have to swap your wig out. I don't know how easy that would be to cover that you've gone gray. Just, just yeah, just yeah. black wig. <laughs> black wig. Black yeah. wig. Um, and uh, Jonathan Price, though, was someone who Johnny Depp idolized. And I wonder if had part of a deal about why he got that role. Oh, that's cool. I have seen Jonathan Price live. Uh, Cambridge. Okay. There, and he was phenomenal. That's Cambridge here in England. Yeah, Cambridge. Not to be confused England. with yeah, Cambridge, yeah. Massachusetts, or Cambridge, <laughs> Ontario, Canada, where my oh. uh, where my sister lives. Oh, lovely. There we go. Um, and so then we were told there's a, there's a visitor downstairs, and it's William Turner, Mister Turner, Turner, with played his sword. by Orlando Bloom, who's a very oh. he's a very pretty man in this. Am I wrong? Orlando yeah, Swoon. Orlando yeah. Swoon. <laughs> <laughs> Orlando Bloom has proved to me it's possible to pull off a ratty mustache. Yep. <laughs> that is true, <laughs> actually. I can, I, can, I, I can see your attempts now through through those eyes. Um, <laughs> or, Orlando Bloom read the script after Jeffrey Rush, who he was working with on a film called Ned Kelly, suggested it to him. Oh, okay. Ooh. I like yep. Jeffrey Rush. And when casting for the will of, role of Will Turner, it was down to Orlando Bloom or an Australian. No. Yep. Do you know who it was? Yeah, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Was the other oh. choice. Now, Heath Ledger is not an unknown. 
Orlando right. Bloom, well, actually, I'd say he was, Lord except for the, the reason he gets the part is because of Lord of the Rings. Gore hey. Verbinski chose it because he heard Bloom was in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you're in that Hobbit movie. <laughs> and he felt there'd be a more bankable choice. And plus, he felt that he looked like Errol Flynn. And Errol Flynn was that classic swashbuckling Robin Hood um, sort of, you know, piratey type anyway. Like when they were doing, we yeah, did the Princess he, Bride episode. Good, we yeah. said how they were yeah. looking for an Errol Flynn type in Carrie and therefore, I think you can see the same sort of thing here. You see that later in that costume, yeah. does not you? As it moves on, I mean, yeah, talk yeah. about a distinct. I mean, so many, so many characters in this film just have amazing arcs, don't they? Like they've all got arcs. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> Will Turner's just breaking the house. Yeah. I think we've all been there where someone we're not supposed to be and we're like, we're like, what is that? And it snaps and comes off in your hand. You're like, oh no. My first thought was, where can you put it? Yeah, where can you put it? <laughs> and he's really into his swords. Oh, yeah, because like he's a really, He's really into his swords. Yeah. And from what we know about the governor later on, he does this move where he like, picks up the sword and flips it around and does like, this giant like flick and then hands it to the yeah. governor, who later we find out is like the most clumsy man there is. Oh, really? Well, he's like, remember, like, he can like barely like survive in a room with like just a oh, severed yeah, hand. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, this should have killed the guy. <laughs> um, and so then she descends down the stairs, she being Elizabeth Swan, and neither Elizabeth or Will have poker faces. No. It's like, should we play this as subtle for the audience? Like, all that was missing was speech bubbles. Speech bubbles? <laughs> speech bubbles in their heads. They're thinking their thoughts going like, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm going to get with that. I'll have some of that. He's just like, oh, uh, Elizabeth, <laughs> how, how are you, Miss Swan? <laughs> <laughs> My precious. <laughs> <laughs> and this felt very American president. Only time I'm going to say that. Where she, she went, how many times must I ask you to call me Elizabeth? And he went one more time, Miss Swan. And I'm like, it's just the same thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the governor appreciates Will's appreciation of class divide. Yeah. He goes, oh, at least the boy has a sense of propriety about him. I said, at least this lowercase boy knows that he shouldn't talk he to the upper place. Yes, he knows his place. <laughs> Back to your master, boy. And then we cut, and it's Captain Jack with the horizon behind him, the wind flapping in his hair. And you said something, and I wanted to give you a chance to say here about the introduction of Captain Jack. It's one of the best introductions. It might be the best character introduction yeah, ever. Brilliant. It really might be. So good. And he salutes the pirates who have been hanged. And this is where you talk about the score and the theme. Because technically, the person who's listed as the composer is Klaus Bedelt. Right. But as we discovered when we did our Gladiator episode and found there was a piece of music that would pop up again here, Hans Zimmer is not... He's often referred to as just the producer on this, but he's not just the producer on this. He uh, uh, composed the main themes of the film. Wow. Yeah. Which apparently was from a score from a film called Drop Zone in 1994. So I think he's ripped himself off twice now. Drop Zone. Once for Gladiator and then the second time for Pirates of the Caribbean. Drop Zone. Is that... Um... I have no other information on it. I reckon that's Wesley Snipes. Okay. That sounds right. Yeah, Drop yeah. Zone, Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Is there a more 90-sounding film title? Drop Zone. <laughs> drop Zone with Wesley right. Snipes. Wesley Snipes. You're in the Drop Zone now. <laughs> Actually, there's one scene in that film, if I remember correctly, that is a little bit un-PC, because he jumps out of an airplane with, a, with one of the women, lead women, Okay, and they fall into the water, and they're fighting with each other, and he actually slugs her. <laughs> he actually hits her. Well, are they like... Is this back to Goldeneye again? Are they like, I, I, are they like I, I, can't, I can't really remember. It was so long ago since I watched it. It, was, it wasn't like I, his date or anything, but was I remember, it? Well, I, I, remember being, <laughs> I remember being shocked by it. I think so. So uh, I don't really remember. Like, yeah, I you got out first. Yeah. I don't remember much of the movie, but I just remember that. I remember being shocked by it. Okay. 
So yeah, who knows? Well, let's and no, I'm not going to make a, a lazy segue for a joke here. Uh, <laughs> oh God! Now we need to meet Johnny Depp, who's <laughs> playing Jack Sparrow. Um, the role was originally written with a very specific actor in mind. Ooh! And again, another Australian. Please be Mel Jackman. Gibson. Jack Sparrow, Hugh Jackman. Yes. Oh wow! Yes, King. <laughs> However, he was not well known enough outside of his native Australia. How weird would that have been if we'd had Heath Ledger and Hugh Jackman? Well, I got news for you. There are some more weird names here for Jack Sparrow who are on the list. Wow. Yeah. So Disney was unsure whether they were going to release the movie to theaters or directly to video. So they were also after. Imagine if instead of going savvy, he just went, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey's Jack. <laughs> just, 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 totally laid, just totally laid back about everything. Yeah. <laughs> Completely. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Swan. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> That's what I like about governor's daughters. I get older and they stay the same. Like, it's just bad. It, 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 I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't like that. No. Uh, no. Also, uh, they thought that he would have been good because of his resemblance to Burt Lancaster. Oh, but okay. if it had been direct to video, they would have gotten Christopher Walken. What? Christopher Walken? Hey, I'm Jack Sparrow here. I'm Christopher Walken here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I saw him play Captain Hook, and it was atrocious. Or, go on, Princess Bride. Carrie Elwes? Carrie Elwes. Ah. That could have worked. That I might have been okay with. Mm. He'd have played it. Is it too close to a Dread Pirate Rock? Like, it would be really hard yeah. to not see him as the same. But if it's directed it DVD, would. that doesn't really matter. Because you're just trying to sell units. It doesn't have to be good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I still would like to see Hugh Jackman and uh, Heath Ledger. I'm not done yet. Oh, my God. (laughs) And this is all stuff I've been able to verify. So this is crazy. Wow. Also, Canada's own, and there's more. Um, Oh, I'm trying to think of his big big list. Some, oh, squeeze me. Oh, that rings a bell. Jim Carrey. Yes. No. Joe Biden himself. However, (laughs) thankfully, the production schedule for Black Pearl conflicted with Bruce Almighty. And that's a really (laughs) weird thing to think those two films came out at the same time. Yeah. Because Bruce Almighty feels so dated. So, hang on a minute. So, if Bruce Almighty hadn't have been out at the time. Uh, In production at the same time. uh, Yeah, in production. Yeah, it might might have gone to him, yeah. Seriously? Yep. I got more. Others considered included... The original, I'm Batman. Oh, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. I'd like to see that. I'm kind of going in my head, but then I'm going, like, the guy, he could do everything. He could do anything. He can do no, anything. Beetle, He's one of my favorite no, Beetlejuice, I think he, he could do that well. He would have done, between that, Beetlejuice, uh, just things that, like, I'm, I'm just convinced Michael Keaton can do anything now. Yeah, me too. Uh, and I, just, I watched, uh, was it Duplicity recently? He could, he would do that really well. And finally, and I can't believe this, but there's a, I found this in multiple locations. Okay. <sighs> Oh my god, if it's Tom Cruise, I'm going to cry. All the way back to Scarface, paying people $20 at a time. Robert De Niro. Oh, really? He turned it down, apparently, and regretted it. So the next time he came across a pirate script, he took the role, and that's how we end up with Robert De Niro in Stardust. (laughs) <laughs> that's a good choice that's that a good choice the film i know it the I know, film i, I know can't get away from do you know i went oh no i wouldn't have liked it so disney ended up obviously going with the more famous johnny depp as captain yeah. jack sparrow um originally he was imagined as like a young burt lancaster just a cocky pirate 
But after researching 18th century pirates, Johnny Depp compared them to modern rock stars and therefore decided to base his performance on Keith, Keith Richards. Richards. Now, he I claims it's not an impression. I'm going, it's sure pretty much it's not. It, yeah, it pretty, pretty much, much is. is. <laughs> yeah. Which is verified when they give Keith a spot in, is it two and three or is yeah, it three and four? Father, don't he gets a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, although Verbinski and Bruckheimer had confidence in Johnny Depp, partially because Bloom would be doing like the heartthrob kind of type, uh, Disney executives were confused and they kept asking Depp whether he was playing the character as drunk or gay. <laughs> there are, there like, are elements of... Like he's Bowie-esque in yeah. the sense that he's kind of, you know, he's, he's a shapeshifter. Yeah. And you don't know what he is, but the sense to go, well, that must be gay and therefore yeah, that's I, bad. Like, I, don't, very... I don't think that when I was... It's no. the most bisexual performance yes. I've seen in film outside of Lando Calrissian. Yeah, I, I think so. Absolutely. And it's not just, but even more so than that, Ethan, I think it's the idea that he's not just the supporting character, he's the lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel, I feel Will's the lead, but that, that's, 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 that's my, my opinion. You think, on the, you think the who's arc. the lead? Will I think, I think Will, Will Turner's the lead. Is the lead. It's, yeah, it's his story. Not the protagonist, but the lead actor. Oh, lead actor. Johnny Depp is the lead actor. Okay, lead actor, sure. Yeah, and <laughs> I think, I mean, he's, he's definitely, I mean, he's pansexual, Johnny Depp, right? Oh, yeah. Like, Johnny Depp's going to make love to the Black Pearl at some point. <laughs> it's just going to happen. <laughs> it is. I'll put some wind in your sails. <laughs> <laughs> I got jokes I can't use. <laughs> uh, and Bruckheimer, oh, sorry. At one point, Michael Eisner proclaimed he's ruining the film. He made what? the film. Yeah, can you imagine that with anybody else's as Captain Jack Sitbear? I mean, we talked about them, but can you... Now, if Eisner said that about Pirates 5, I'd be inclined to believe him. But mm. this one... Oh. No, this is... Imagine watching that and going, he's not nailing this, he's ruining it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and Bruckheimer himself was slightly uncomfortable with Cap, uh, Depp's decision to cap his teeth with gold. Because Depp just went off and did that on his own. Oh, really? <laughs> And he capped extra. He, did he cap extras? I think he capped extras, thinking that if if he capped too many, he could pull some back, and then he'd get like what do you? And he actually ended up working perfectly. He got the exact number of teeth capped that he wanted to have. Oh, okay. So it worked out okay. But Depp recalled he actually told them, "Look, these are the choices I made. You know my work. So either trust me or give me the boot." Oh, and they didn't give him the boot. They did trust him. Good on him. <laughs> um, and so, um, originally, Johnny Depp wanted Jack Sparrow to have no nose <laughs> and be afraid of silly things like pepper and the common cold. So not all his ideas were no, great. No, 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 no. I'd like to know how much input he had in the costume, though. I don't think much. No? No. Okay. Uh, Johnny Depp wore contact lenses, which served as sunglasses, which I thought was cool. Yeah, that is that's cool. cool. So he wouldn't be squinting in the sun the whole time, which is great, if you think yeah, about yeah. that. And so. In 2020, being scared of the common cold is no longer like a weird thing. That's a good point. <laughs> um, and Sparrow now arrives at Port Royal and the boat. And we know this. It's the side shot of him on top of the boat it's and brilliant. it sinks as he comes. I'd love to have seen that the port. in action. Do you know what yeah. I mean? How they did that. That's so good. Um, he's supposed to pay a shilling and give his name. He gives three shillings. He says, how about we forget the name? And the guy just says, welcome to Port Royal, Mr. Smith. Smith. <laughs> and he goes, thank you. And then the guy walks away and he like leaves his purse. on his <laughs> So Depp just like helps himself to the gold. And this is like, this is like this character in a nutshell. These first two An exchanges. It's just it's the easiest way to know everything he's about. Absolutely. It's fantastic. Writing. And then we go to Commodore Norrington's promotion ceremony. And I'm sorry, you Brits have pageantry like nowhere else in the world. Oh, I like it. You do. This is great. Yeah. 
Um, and Norrington appreciates the sword. He's in the background, just like playing with the sword, <laughs> kind of like going, this is a cool sword. In the foreground, Elizabeth's really having a hard time with this corset she's wearing, because when she puts in the dress, she tells her father, girls in London mustn't know how to breathe Yeah, as they strap her into this. And meanwhile, Johnny Depp, Captain Jack Sparrow himself, is meets comedy duo number one, the, the bumbling <laughs> redcoats. I do like these two. These two are great because they let Basically, between that little opening scene where he pays the three shillings and this sequence, you get Captain Jack. Oh, yeah. You might not understand his story. There's a lot to come. But as far as like who this guy is, at least on the surface level, you, you get it from these yeah, two exchanges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they could have lazily just had people just tell stories. That, that will happen, but that will happen later. But as far as who he is and what kind of a man he is, I think this best shows it. Absolutely. So in this opening spot, we get an introduction of Depp's character. We get an introduction of what the Black Pearl is, because they debate that. We get the curse that appears in the Black Pearl, and we get Captain Barbosa. Barbosa. A man so evil that hell himself threw him back up. <laughs> yeah. And they ask him, what's your purpose in Port Royal, Mr. Smith? And he says, I confess. My purpose is to commandeer one of these ships, uh, acquire a crew, and then pillage my Weasley black guts out. <laughs> uh, Norrington wants a moment to speak to Elizabeth Swan. He says he must speak his mind. And the only thing he hasn't achieved in this life is marriage to a fine woman. And you've become a fine woman, Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Which is, it, it's, it's, again, if you remove him from that first scene, yeah. this reads a lot better. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This feels like your dad's friend who's like, you're doing a 19 suit, right? <laughs> she goes and this is really well written because it's the corset i can't breathe and norrington who i really like i think he's a really really he knows what his role is in this film he does it so well he does it so well so well and he goes yes i'm quite nervous myself (laughs) (laughs) he turns his back on her and so does he love elizabeth or does he love the idea of who elizabeth is i think the idea of who she is now Okay, if I can follow that up, because I think everyone's right. (laughs) Is that any different from the majority of marriages between people of esteem at this time? No. 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 Okay. So um, then she falls. No, she takes a swan dive. Takes a swan dive. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And it turns out the redcoats can't swim, which is great. I love how he asked them. Yeah. And he was fine. Fine. A lot of the King's Navy you are. Yeah. And this is the thing that's great about Jack Sparrow. He can't help but do the right thing. Exactly. He might complain. He might roll his eyes. He might go, why is it always? But he always does the right thing. He does. And that's what makes Captain Jack Sparrow a fantastic character. And so uh, as Elizabeth Swan hits the water, the coin like pulses. Mm-hmm. And the dead pirates who are hanging up, they sway in the breeze. And um, Jack Sparrow rips her out of her dress and then gets her on the uh, on the dock, and she still can't breathe, so he cuts open the corset. And one of the redcoats says, I never would have thought of that. And he goes, clearly, you've never been to Singapore. That <laughs> did make me mark. That did. And then he sees the coin and just goes, where did you get that? But he, he, said, like, he said it with such um, gusto, didn't he? You know, there's like, like, there's like, like a... There's a seriousness in the purpose there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, when so much of what you do is like he comedic. Knew what it was. When so much of what you do is comedic, then yeah. when you go ahead and play something straight in this regard, it's got power to it. Yeah, and yeah. that's what I had, that moment. There's moments where he drops the veil, and you're like, okay, this isn't the, the, the character that he puts on of yeah. the bumbling idiot Captain Jack Sparrow. This is the man underneath that. Mm-hmm. Um, then all the redcoats come on out. And Norrington and the governor want to kill Jack, and then they don't because she says, do you intend to kill my rescuer? But then Norrington shakes his hand and rolls up his sleeve and sees a P for pirate. Pirate. 
Why would you mark yourself as a pirate? You don't mark it. The East India Trading Company, when they capture you. Oh, so he's been caught before. He's been branded, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't now, in truth, this happened, but they tattooed you on the head. Oh, did they? So the minute you said, because that way I can't hide being a pirate by wearing no. long sleeves. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it seems completely oh. stupid. <laughs> I love Inglorious Bastards ending. <laughs> this was before Inglorious Bastards. Thank you very much. <laughs> He's Tarantino's watching it, going, "I got it. I got, I got it. it. I got the <laughs> end." <laughs> idea. Norrington's just got like a thing, with like this is going to be my masterpiece. Um, and then we're list- listed as key props. You know, you got a compass that doesn't point north. Which I liked in the first movie when you don't know what it means. Exactly, yeah. It was so much better. Yeah, it was. A gun with a single shot. Nice. Yeah. And it's just listed. And we just sort of, it just plants it. And we don't, he doesn't go, oh, yes, that's my gun for it. He say, oh, give it back. He just, he just goes, oh, yeah, I have that. Yep, I have yeah. that too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just well written. And he goes, you are the worst pirate I've ever heard of. And he just responds with. But you have heard of me. But you have heard of me. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the importance of being notorious. Now, the, 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 the tattoo of the sparrow on his arm. Yeah, because I said about this, didn't I? Is not real at that time. After the filming wrapped, I don't know if it's on number one, if it's on number two, he has a kid. He names his kid Jack. Yes, he does. Yeah. And then he gets the sparrow done for real at that point. Oh, wow. As a m- memorial to both his son, but I think also the role. I think you have yeah. to kind of consider that. that. Yeah, it's great. Dude, I'm not really the biggest fan of tattoos in general, but I like when they have meaning, and I think that's a really nice Orlando one Bloom has a tattoo, I think, on his neck or on his arm. They had to either cover up with makeup or digitize out. And it was from Lord of the Rings, where he had something in, like, elven language on him. <laughs> they that's did, cool. They? I think they all they all did something. Did I guess, something, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, but I would imagine that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. A bit like Olympians when they have like Olympic rings. Yep, that would make sense. Yeah. Uh, so Sparrow's going to be um, executed. So he takes Elizabeth hostage, and he makes her like put his clothes back on. <laughs> and as he's like handling, like putting his belt on and kind of handling around his, I guess around his groin. Yeah. He's just staring down Norrington and smiling. It was, <laughs> so it was great. So good. And um, then uh, cue typical Jack Sparrow escape where he's clumsy and the theme is being played. And this is the problem is that when you got to number four, you're like, I've seen enough bumbling escapes by Jack Sparrow. Yeah. But the first time you see one of these and he's sort it's of like, so fun. he's sort of like, he's got his handcuffs and he's like going around on the thing that spins around. He has no idea what he's doing. No. He's, he's making everything up as he goes along and it's just wonderful. It's brilliant. <sighs> and then we get to one of my favorite scenes in the whole film, the blacksmith duel. Yes. And so how do you get the chains off? Well, the answer is you go into this blacksmith's area and you make the, I don't know, gears, I guess, go along yeah. and cut the, the things off. And so he's, uh, there's a drunk blacksmith who's asleep and there's a hot ass. That's funny. That he gives a smack. <laughs> he does. <laughs> and, 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 the, and the donkey starts walking. Uh, Orlando Bloom comes in and he looks at everything and he goes, looks at the, the drunken blacksmith goes, right where I left you. But then he looks at the uh, hammer and goes, not where I left you. And I wonder if like Orlando Bloom just like talks to his tools all the time. Mm. He's like, head is it like, I'm Mr. Hammer. I'm gonna, <laughs> let's make a sword today, Will. And he's like, oh, no, boy. I, I can associate with this because I know if people have been like when I had my garage and I had things set out and I knew if things had been moved. I knew if. You know, I have everything's oh, in a sure. place. Especially with him because he's so he's dedicated to his, to his craft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You would know. Sure you would. It's just yeah. the idea that he talks. Now, I guess as the audience, we need to know that he knows yeah, that yeah, it's yeah. not where it should be because it's that shot of him going for the hat. 
and then the, the, the sort of sword slams down on his hand, and therefore we get, okay, here it comes. Ellie. Anyone familiar with Miranda and Fruit Friends? No. no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Miranda Hart, she's a British comedian, okay. um, and she's got a show called Miranda, and um, she oh, has Fruit then. Friends, so she sticks like little googly eyes on oranges and things, and makes them talk to each other. Okay. Basically. So I just have images of Orlando Bloom doing the same with hammers and chisels and things. Um, okay. And back to the chisels and things. We go back to the sword fight here. And I'm sorry. This is just amazing. Isn't I'd like, it? I'd like to think they both did a little bit of their own. I did, I did a bit of it. Yeah. I mean, because at one point I was looking at Orlando There's Bloom. There's some wide two shots where you can't see their faces. Yeah, there yeah. is. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I think they did a little bit. I think this was taking forever to film. Like weeks. Yeah. I thought it took forever to watch. You didn't like it? I liked it I love for this. a certain amount that was really long, but the music is really, really good. So yeah. the music kind of I don't know, like any long fight scenes that there were in this film, well, the you, music over it was like that real like I will hear you theme and, song and there are things in the second half where I'm like the fight goes on too long. This I thought was broken down in the segments, each of which made sense. The only thing I will say about this fight scene is it's very um video game ish. You know when they're jumping up and down on, on the... Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Yeah. It just, and going up in the beams. It's a bit... Yeah. But I like it. I like it, yeah. Especially because Will, like, jumps and he lands perfectly on the yeah. beam. And then, like, Captain Jack, when he goes up, he, like, barely, like, gets his chest on <laughs> it. it yeah. And so he's always, like, a little bit worse, which is why he has to cheat. But at the start, when they do the whole, like, how's your footwork? And he makes him do, like, a semicircle. And then he yeah. just, like, walks away and goes <laughs> to the door. Like, it's perfect. And the it sword is. gets thrown and he can't get that out. And then, you know, Orlando Bloom's forced to grab the, 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 the poker to go ahead and continue the fight. And that causes the, the hot ass to keep moving along. It's just so many. That's a little joke that you didn't even. Yeah. It, oh, it's just so good. It's e- the reaction of the ass, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ethan. I love the bit when they're like on the rafters and they're moving between each and every time Orlando Bloom goes on to like he hops the other one. Johnny Depp's rafter, he hops to the yeah. other one. And then he like fakes it and then he stays like, <laughs> God, yeah. And so oh, it's, just, it's so nice. It's great choreography. Did this feel like the spiritual son of the world's greatest sword fight from um, Princess Bride? Yeah, <laughs> it did. It felt like, you know, it was this game of like yeah, one upmanship yeah. and what are you going to do next? And there's even some great dialogue. We get uh, Will Turner going, you know, or Johnny Depp goes, who makes all these? And he goes, I do. <laughs> and I practice with them three hours a day. And he goes, you need to get yourself a girl, mate. And he, <laughs> after a second, he goes, you're not a eunuch, are you? <laughs> All the eunuch references were ad-libbed by Johnny Depp. Were they? Yeah. <laughs> and there's a big fight, and it, it ends when Depp grabs this, like, billows and shoots Orlando Bloom with chocolate powder. Yeah. Because that's what it is. It's, cho- cho- oh, it is, is it? it's chocolate powder oh. all over his face. Oh, yeah. okay. So he goes, you cheated. And he goes, pirate. And I'm like, yes. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Like, Will Turner's, like, so fixated on this is right Right, and and this is wrong. wrong. Well, if you keep going, this is right and this is wrong, then enjoy watching James Norrington marry the girl of your dreams. Yeah, exactly. Because if you play by the rules, that's what's going to happen, which is why this film is great. Everybody has an arc that matters. Mm -hmm. And he learns pretty quickly. If you want to keep playing fair, fine. But you're going to lose because people don't play fair. There's what you can do and there's what you can't do, as we find out later. Yeah. So And he goes, this move. And he goes, no, move, please. And he goes, this shot is not meant for you. And again, we don't go, why isn't it? Well, you see, the shot no, is meant. Yeah. No, we just leave. We hint it, and we'll come back to that later. And he seems sincere in how he says it. He does. You he know? does. He's genuine. Yeah. Which is weird for a guy who you can't trust anything yeah, he says. Yeah, exactly, yeah. 
So that night, uh, Commodore Norrington, uh, we find out from a serving girl, Captain Commodore Norrington, he's, he's, he's a fine match. <laughs> yes, he is, says mm-hmm. Elizabeth. And that Will Turner's a fine match, too. At which point, if I'm a serving girl, isn't Will Turner, like, kind of the guy you want to end up with? Yeah. Because you're on level peg. But is this or just like the serving class only live to see? Because Mary, whoever that is, you know, we don't care about who she goes home to at the end of the night. We just, she just cares about Elizabeth. <laughs> she is the white swan. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the pearl attacks, and Sparrow recognizes it just from the cannons as he's in the yeah. jail. Uh, and in jail, everybody tells the stories. They say that the pearl leaves no survivors. And he goes, no survivors. Well, then where do the stories come from? Yeah, that's they're great. all confused. It's like, that's it's perfect. Great, yeah. And meet our second comedy duo, which are pirates. And it was played by, I'm going to call them Baldy and... Um, Eyebally. Wouldn't I, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't, I, wouldn't I Joe here? And Mackenzie Crook, who played Wouldn't I Joe, uh, wore two contacts to represent his characters, Wouldn't I? A soft version, and then a harder version for when it protrudes. So yeah, Ooh, nice. it was all done. Pro- oh, cool. But but it was all done. I mean, there's elements of CGI in this without question, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it was still majorly done through practical effects. Wow. And I know my friend Georgia likes practical effects. I do like practical effects. They make me very happy. I just want to make sure that you, we hadn't heard from you in a while. I wanted to make sure that you could still hear what we were saying here. <laughs> I can hear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in addition to this, their rotten teeth and scurvy skin were dyed on. Oh, were they? Yeah. Still that night, I'm calling BS. There wasn't a moment of moonlight in the whole trip. Yeah. <laughs> but talk about a great introduction. I mean, we, Sorry, go ahead. We are. Sh- I think we are shown like the clouds in like, covering the moon. We are, at but one point, I'm gonna but... I'm gonna totally find a continuity error in this in a minute. Yeah, I can see this. <laughs> there's, there's that one scene where they need that dramatic reveal, yeah. but. Yeah. And so there's a knock on the door, and Elizabeth's like, "No, don't open it." And they open it, and Baldy's there. Like, the only moment in the whole film he's a badass. Yeah. But he goes, hello, chum, and he shoots him in the face. Which is <laughs> <laughs> a great intro. And especially because it's a point of view shot. Yeah. So they put us in the eyes of the, like, servant in the house. Yeah. Which was great. And then this is where, like, in case we can't figure it out, they have the serving woman, Mary, has to come back and be like, you know, let me explain to you. They've come to kidnap you. You're the governor's daughter. And I'm like, if you're Kira Knightley, <laughs> if you're Kira Knightley, why don't you do the same move you did in Phantom Menace and swap? Yeah. Because in point. Phantom Menace, she pretends to be Natalie Portman for like her defense. Yeah. So why not just go, Mary, you are now the governor's daughter. <laughs> I will put on your I little. I've seen Phantom Menace and I had this thought as well. So. Oh, there we go. So, um, and then she, Elizabeth hits one of them in the face with the bed warmer. Yep. Right? And then the coals, she dumps on glass eye. And he goes, ow, 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 it burns, it burns, it burns. Hang Wait on. A minute. He, can't he can't feel, feel anything. anything. No. Mm-hmm. Yes. Emotionally, it's hurt him. Is he like, <laughs> I'm so committed to the bit. <laughs> but I'm going to pretend that this is burning me. Because it would have given it away if you pour it down, he doesn't sell it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gone, oh, oh, ow. But, you know, but in the same sign, like, what can you have her do? But it's like, yeah. it doesn't line mm. up with their internal logic. No, it doesn't. Um, and so she calls for parlay, which is the French for to speak. Oh, is it? It is. To speak to the captain. To speak to the captain. And then outside, we see Will get knocked out. He's holding his own, but he gets knocked out. Yeah. But he gets up again. You're never going to keep him down. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> oh, no. 
Uh, back at the jail, Jack uh, is giving his backstory about being left on the island, or at least the guys who are threatening him are. And uh, they, one of them goes to grab um, Jack by the throat, and it's in the moonlight now, and we can see the, the bony arm yeah. as he strangles him. And so right after this, we cut to uh, the boat approaching, the rowboat approaching the Black Pearl. Yeah. And we see the clouds go back over the moon. So in the time that this has happened, where Jack's little mini scene has been taking place, uh, Baldy and Woodeneye have got Elizabeth from her mansion yeah, to the boat. So at no point in this, because there was moonlight or else that shot of the arm coming yeah. through the window cannot happen. So did Elizabeth, just was she just like too busy like looking straight ahead? She didn't notice everybody beside her was a skeleton? <laughs> mm, good point. Because we Is do it like, see it like come back over. Yeah, yeah, we do. Georgia? Is it like vampire logic in that if they're wearing a hat, the moonlight doesn't hit them and then they stay like human? Well, his or... arm turned it though. Like yeah. the rest of him was in shade. And his arm was the only thing that went into bones. One thing but we'll his say arm about didn't this. have any clothing on it, did it? So I'm wondering, is it is it the clothing that no, does it? Is no. it I don't your hand, know. at least your hand would be or something. I have yeah, to say, true. I do like the visual effects in this film from when they're going yeah. from moonlight to yeah. normal light. You know I mean? I'll say this. I mean, it was done perfectly. It's so good. Because they give you the arm in that scene. Even when they're rolling about. And it's it. enough for you to go, yeah. wait, what's this? Yeah. And then they leave it for a while. Yeah. And so when the reveal happens, I don't know if you forget about it, but you'd kind of gone, oh, uh. what's going on? She's going to kill Barbosa, yada, yada, yada. Mm. So as a spoiler, on the boat, back to Barbosa. And we meet Barbosa for the first time. And Barbosa's, uh, the Jeffrey Rush, who plays him, who's Australian. A lot of us, he's the one Australian who got cast. Everybody else <laughs> Australian didn't get cast. He does. I like Jeffrey Rush, though. Uh, I love Jeffrey Rush. I think he's fantastic. Because whatever you see him in, you can't, he, he kno- changes. He knows his role. As he can so play good. dramatic. Yeah. He can play, yeah. And if you think about number two, and number two's rough. Yeah. Pirates 2 is rough. Yeah. And it's rough. And I remember sitting there going, why is this film kind of eh? And then in the last 15 seconds, we have the reveal. He comes back. And he goes, yeah. now, where's my boat? And he eats the apple. And I'm like, that's... And it was dun, 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 dun. And I walk out going, that's what the film was missing. Yeah. I, need, I need two hours more of that. Yeah. And then they ruin him in number four. But for a while, <laughs> it was good. Oh, no. They, 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 they decimate him in number five. <sighs> it's just dreadful. Um, <laughs> but he has a theory. And I, and I subscribe to this, that people read the screen from left to right. I 100% believe in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as a result, he tried to be on the left side of the screen as often as possible <laughs> as a way to make sure the audience looks at him first. Good lad. Because he was, especially in the scenes with the monkey yeah. and with Kira Knightley, because he didn't think anyone would look at him otherwise. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, the monkey was always on his, on his left side anyway. On his left, our right. On our right, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. we see him first. It's, it's yeah, clever. It is clever. Because we believe in lateral position effect. We do read from left to right. And we associate yeah, things yeah. moving from left to right as being progress. So we do do that. If it's evenly balanced, we will look at the left before we look at the right. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on the back on, on the Black Pearl, Elizabeth threatens to drop the medallion and calls herself Elizabeth Turner. This is like the equivalent of when you're like, I don't know, 11 and you well. start like doodling names mm-hmm. with like your, yourself of like various boys surnames or something I imagine I've never been an 11 year old girl yeah. but but I, I remember seeing people do this yes. whether it was oh, celebrities yeah. or boys at school and you kind of imagine yourself and she's going I'm really Turner this is what you want to do with a bunch of pirates now obviously she doesn't want to say swan because, although they know she's the governor's daughter I cannot figure this out for the life of me what her no. thought is 
No, they don't because they. She says later that she's just a she's just a maid in the household. They don't oh, know that's that she's right. after the governor's that's daughter. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pirates aren't actually after her because she's the governor's daughter. Yeah, they're after, after whoever it is. That's yeah. Yeah. So she thinks she's covering. Thank you. She thinks she's covering yeah, yeah. for herself, but yeah. she's not. So she's kind of doing the Phantom Menace without doing the Phantom Menace. <laughs> um, and then the coin is handed over, uh, but then she goes. But what about my safe passage? What parlay? And this is where we get the, our re- returning joke of parlay, you know, and the whole code is more a set of guidelines than rules. Which appears later. Welcome <laughs> to the Black Pearl. Yeah. <laughs> and then Will wakes up. And this is the second week where I was at the Liam. You see that girl in the background there? You did. I did. The girl who's she was sweeping. Not very vigorously either. No. <laughs> she's the girl who plays Elizabeth Swan in the opening on the boat. Oh. Really? Yeah. No, so they cute. gave her another moment. She'll be like, I was Elizabeth Turner before. <laughs> yeah, she was really <laughs> now, not I'm, now I'm just woman sweeping step. <laughs> I, I am tickling the step. <laughs> uh, the actress's name is Lucinda Dreisick, and she plays um, young Elizabeth at the start of the film. And Norrington and the governor are like, just like, they've got like, they're playing Risk. They've got their maps out, the little boats, they're moving <laughs> them around. Yeah. And they're going, you know, you know, Ukraine is useless. Why do you go into the Ukraine? And uh, Turner's like, let's talk to Jack. I'm like, no, we don't need to talk to Jack. I'm like, I get having principles. I do. And this is going to be Norrington's flaw, is that he's too rigidly aligned to these principles. But he's like, let's at least talk to him. And at which point you'd go, maybe a talk of someone who was a pirate Would know. might know. Yeah. Like, it's worth a conversation. Yeah. And I can, I can forgive Norrington or I can forgive Governor Swan. I have a hard time forgiving both Norrington and Governor Swan, that not one of them would think, yeah, actually, yeah. let's have a go at this. In the position they're in. Yeah. You would. Because what's information going to cost you? You exactly. don't have to let them out of the cell. You no. can promise you can lie. Now, Norrington probably wouldn't. I think Swan would lie mm-hmm. to him. <sighs> so um, then Turner goes and finds Sparrow. And would you believe he helped build these jail cells? Oh, I know. That is convenient. And apparently this is like – like st- more never Star Wars. This is like you know, um, uh, Death Star levels of like ineptitude. <laughs> Apparently, it's like you can't break out unless you put a little bit of leverage in this one specific spot. Then it just like goes right open. I just want to go back Super to that easy. scene beforehand. You know <laughs> Barely an inconvenience. Yes. You know when he sticks the axe in the map. Yes. Any going above his station, but they don't really kind of. Well, they challenge him that. about it. I think not, not really challenge him. Like, I think they get. I think there's a mention that they know he fancies her, oh, okay. and so they forgive him that because. But the idea that he's too rash and impetuous, whether these are military men who will get the job done, know okay. your place. We will fix it. Go back to your blacksmith house. Oh, okay. I would be really cross if someone stuck an axe in my risk board. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so. Uh, Sparrow only helps Turner once Turner reveals his name. And it's twice now we've been told. Because on, on the boat, they go, Turner. And then, of course, we have to get Baldy going, bootstrap. <laughs> yeah. At which point, like, again, it's one of those things that the character should be aware of. But something's just happened there with that name. Uh, and they steal the boat. And they've got, so first they steal a little rowboat. And it's Jack and it's Will. And they're underneath the rowboat with like a little pocket of oh, water. That's so clever. Mythbusters has proven this could work. Yep. Oh, it's I like, saw that episode. But you couldn't go as fast as they're going. There no, would be no, no, massive no, no. resistance. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it would be like pushing the boat through, like, cement. It would feel difficult. And you'd also need to, with the air under you'd it, have you'd to, have you'd to, have to properly hold it down. Because, really hold it down. Because the air would be wanting to get to the surface. Yeah, so course, it wouldn't yeah. be, like, they're barely, like, just yeah. having to sprawl. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and so... Um, good scene, though. Then we find out you'll never make... Oh, so they'd hate to take the one boat, the Dauntless. 
and they threaten really to make him go off and they go, you'll never make it out of the bay. And he goes, it could be for normal except for one thing. I'm Captain Jack Sparrow, Savvy. <laughs> savvy was a catchphrase ad-libbed and created by Johnny Depp. I don't like that ad-lib. Oh, I like Savvy. I don't like Savvy. Oh, you not? He says it too much. Oh, I thought it was okay. Oh, no. So, Didn't like it. Then the Interceptor catches them, and as the people from the Interceptor cat go on board, no one stays behind, or not enough people stay behind. I know, right? So Johnny Depp and Orlando Bloom, or the characters they play, jump onto the other boat and like uh, manage to which is why he was going to kick everybody off, him. which is the plan. Yeah, That's yeah. why it was the first one. Because we're told earlier the Interceptor is the fastest boat of in the course. fleet. Yeah. At which point, then they go ahead and go, well, we'll blow it out of the water then. Fine. But Jack's already disabled the rudder chain, so it can't. You can't steer. No. So it's like speed. And There's a bomb of, on the bus, and it can't get off. And he kind of admits that he's a good pirate at that point. Well, that's because Norrington goes, "He's the worst pirate I've ever seen." And then his second in command goes, "That has to be the best pirate I've ever seen." <laughs> yeah. And Norrington just goes, "It would appear so." <laughs> I thought it was great. Uh, Will and Jack are sailing to Tortuga, and this is where uh, Jack drops that Will's father used to be a pirate. And like, Will has a real, has a, a real temper tantrum about Don't this. He? Don't say it. My dad was a good man. It's like, <laughs> how old were you when he died, and you weren't with him on exactly. the like, at this point? You're kind of going, and he went, "He's a good pirate." And the idea of can you be a good pirate? And that was a, that was a key question in this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we have they get to Tortuga after you know Orlando Bloom decides he can sail. Will Turner goes, I can sail underneath Captain Jack Sparrow, fine. And they get to Tortuga, and then Jack is met promptly by one woman who slaps him and goes, <laughs> he goes, I don't think I deserve that. And then a second woman slaps him, and he goes, I might have deserved that. Um, and then they wake, up, they wake up Mr. Gibbs from earlier in the film, and his facial hair is 100% his own. Oh, that's There's cool. There's no makeup in that. He grew that himself all by myself. So... <laughs> I'm confused. He's at the beginning on the boat with, with the Norrington, Norrington and Swan. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So how did he go from that and knowing about the history of Jack Sparrow? Well, sometime – or not be before that. Okay, so sometime – Was he a pirate himself? He, he then was. Became? I think he becomes a pirate later on. I don't think he's a double agent when he's on the boat. I think he's legitimately – one of the, the okay. men of the army, but I think he just gets – if this is something he did after becoming a pirate – Because he knows too much. He knows too much, but then obviously he's fallen out of favor because he's in Tortuga. Yeah. Yeah. Gives us an interesting choice. Yeah. That's what I got. Ethan, do you have anything on that? It's always really weird because I can't remember if they explain it later on in some film or not, but it's just like I always – isn't it the same time he's on the – he's part of the Black Pearl's crew, right? Because he even mentions how, like, the mutiny, and he's like, he, he was a great captain. What he, are you saying? He's not in the curse. Well, no, but is in, like... Was he originally? The, the, the only he was a pirate. Yeah. The only character yeah. we get told who had a problem in the mutiny is Bootstrap Bill. Yeah. It's because there's that bit later on where Gibbs even, like, mentions how it was, like, they, they were, like, he was a better captain than Barbosa's ever been. I think Gibbs serves with him after the Black Pearl, because he doesn't know the true story behind how he got off the island, either. No. It's a bit shady, though, isn't it? The timeline's a bit, yeah. a bit, a bit. Yeah, well, it's yeah, like yeah. Johnny Dis- <laughs> Like, I don't know. Who are Captain Jack? Like, just explain something, I guess. Um, and there's, I mean, there's, there's a fun little joke with, like, you know, soaking them with water, <laughs> including that one's for the smell. Like, it was all right, I guess. Um, and so while Orlando Bloom is being heavily hit on by some woman at the bar, and he's like not – he's way too innocent to be in this bar. Um, yeah. 
Depp and Gibbs, Depp and Gibbs, um, Bloom and, not Bloom, jeez. Sparrow and Gibbs. It's starting to sound like some cop show. Sparrow and Gibbs uh, are, are having a conversation. And they're like, oh, he's bootstrap. And for the audience now, we've heard for the second time, bootstrap. But again, we're not being told, ever, which is great. Again, yeah. it's just the idea of give the audience just, just enough. To, just enough, yeah. That if they're paying attention, they go, I've heard that before. Okay, yeah, uh, this yeah. is important. Drip feed. Exactly. And so back on the, on the Black Pearl, and Barbosa wants Swan to wear a dress and eat with him. And she goes, no. And he goes, that's what he thought you'd say. So if not, you have to come and eat with the crew naked. So all of a sudden now she's cool putting the dress on, which would make sense. So would I. <laughs> so would I. He just watches her eat, and he's got a really weird thing for apples. Because fresh fruit. You know it's, you're an asshole. That's, that is kind of a thing. Yeah, apples. I thought the mark of the arsehole. Because doesn't he say later on, he's like, the first thing I want to have is a freshly crisp apple. It's a yeah. bush, like, it's a bushel, crispy. a bushel full of yeah. apples. Yeah. Because um, you think if you're on, one thing you can't keep on a boat is fresh food. Well, I mean, how'd they come across? So why would you have it? So, yeah, but stopping off at different ports, maybe. But why would you have it? If you can't eat it, why do you have it? Why do you torture yourself with a thing you can't have? A reminder yeah. of what they need to get. Maybe that's one thing that keeps him humanized. If I go on a diet, right, and I'm like, I'm not eating crisps for the next 40 days. <laughs> you know what I'm not know, putting all over my house? I know, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But the um, movie's got a movie, isn't that right? That is true. I have heard that in various places. So um, he explains it's not a pirate medallion. It's Aztec gold. And as the Aztec gold is removed and spent, they all became part of a curse. Drink would no longer satisfy. Food turned to ash in our mouths. And all the company in the world could not satisfy our lust. So this is another oh. thing. One more thing, right? Yeah. He said that gradually happened as they sold off the gold coins. So now they've got all of them apart from one. How come that hasn't slowly come back? Movie logic. Okay. Yeah. They've uh, committed the crime now. They have to repay it. Yeah. Ethan, oh, okay. something you want to say? I think this is where it explains why they've got the food, because he's even saying, we, we tried to starve ourselves. We felt the like the pain of starvation. So I think it's, they need to eat, but they get nothing from it. All right. Um, mm. She stabs Barbosa and runs away when he doesn't fall down dead. And this is where we get the reveal of the, of the, the, the crew being cursed. And really cool CGI. Very cool. Oh, it's so cooked in the best way. And the music is amazing in this sequence. Oh. Uh, so how'd they do it? Uh, each scene was shot twice. Uh, once with the actors and then without the actors. So they could add the skeletons in digitally That's to clever. where they were. That's very clever. Uh, which was made more difficult because Verbinski wanted to shoot the battles with handheld cameras. Oh, so, so like actually placing your hand at yeah, the perfect yeah, yeah. angle would be really difficult oh, wouldn't it? Uh, the actors also had to perform their scenes once again afterwards on a motion capture stage so you could then take that and put it over the blank yeah. uh, stuff uh, and the shoot only wrapped four months before release with Gore Verbinski spending wow. 18 hour days on the edits and wow. spent 600 uh, there were 600 different shots that needed special effects put into it and 250 of them were just removing modern sailboats from shots Wow. <laughs> wow. Imagine that. You're just sailing in the background. <laughs> What's going on over there? Uh, and they also uh, scanned turkey jerky to create the effect of decomposing skin. Ooh. So that, I mean, how many saw decomposing skin? That's turkey jerky. Ugh. This is where he says, I hate turkey jerky. This is before he says, this is what he says to Elizabeth Swan. You better start believing in ghost stories because you're, you're in one. one. <laughs> That's a great line. That's a great line. And this is where we meet the new crew, and Anna Maria slaps Jack Sparrow. 
because uh, Sparrow owes Anna Maria a boat. Uh, he even Turner goes. I suppose you didn't deserve that one. He goes, Oh no, oh, no, it's that one that. I deserved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, did anybody pick up who this person was? No. No. Which actress this is? No. No. I recognize her, but I don't. You know who should. She is. You should, even with your actor face blindness. Are you going to say something like Grace Showman or something? I'm going to say something maybe even bigger than that. Ooh. I'm going to say this is Lieutenant Uhura herself. This what? is uh, what's her name from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. This is, Zo- is. Oh, it's John God, is it? This it's is Zoe Saldana. Saldana. Wow. Yep. The, the girl from Avatar. Yeah, the girl from knows. Avatar. The girl from the Terminal. Wow. <laughs> what's the name of her character again? In Guardians, the G- Gamora. That's it. Gamora. Yeah. So she totally did wow. not enjoy her time on this film. <laughs> She said, those weren't the right people for me. I'm not talking about the cast. The cast was great. I'm talking about the political stuff that went on behind closed doors. It was a lot of above the line versus below the line. Extras versus actors. Producers versus PAs. It was very elitist. I almost quit the business. I was 23 years old, and I was like, fuck this. I'm never putting myself in the situation again. People disrespecting me because they look at my number on a call sheet and think I'm not important. Fuck you. Good on her. So I think she's on the eh side of things. But doesn't she return for two? I think. I, I think maybe. If someone could check that up, that'd be very interesting to see if Zoe Saldana shows up on number two. Obviously paid her enough. <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, she's had no problem finding high-level work since. No, no, no. Um, Credit to her. But really interesting to see her in this little role here. Yeah. Um, and then we have the story of the mutiny as told by Gibbs to um, Turner. Um, the idea about being stranded on a beach with a single shot and how that shot looks awfully nice and mm. tempting after yeah. a while. Um, and then at a, this is where he goes all, oh, the heat. That explains why Jack is also, and he does this like Jack Sparrow impression. He does. I kind of get lost. Isn't that an ad lib? It's not an ad lib, but it was created by Bloom, who then asked producer Jerry Bruckheimer if he could put it into the movie. Uh, so it's okay. kind of an ad lib that he asked if he could do it. So yeah, I've got yeah, an idea. Yeah. Can we put this uh, in? An ask lib. An ask lib. And I think it's very good. Yeah. Um, the script would change for the film often with additions such as Gibbs explaining how uh, Sparrow allegedly escaped from an island strapping two turtles together with rope made from back hair. <laughs> that is an ad lib. <laughs> or, or at least it was something that was that they, they probably worked on a few. I want to see the other cuts of the other stories he tells. Yeah. Like yeah, what yeah, else yeah. did he come up with? Ellie, do you have an answer for us on Zoe Saldana? Yeah, she's not in the second one. Oh, she's not. Well, there we go. Um, yeah. Props to her. Yeah, good on. I guess she was busy beaming up to a different kind of ship. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're about to arrive at the cavern, and Gibbs says, what if the worst should happen? And Sparrow just goes, keep to the code. And then we go into the cavern. And the crew spent five months creating the cavern in which Barbosa and the Black Pearl attempt to reverse their curse. It was filled with five feet of water, 882 Aztec gold coins, and some paint on styrofoam rocks. <laughs> the impression of treasure. You could see that, though. That it was so, styrofoam? Yeah, yeah. You, you could see. It looked a little daft. Yeah, at yeah. one point, uh, God bless Foley artists, because at one point, Jack picks up this golden treasure at one point, like throws it off, and it looks like it's plastic. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But he throws it, and you get that nice brassy kind of sound. <laughs> yeah, that's but I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, that is that's so plastic. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they, uh, Barbosa says he's going to eat a whole, I mean, he's doing like a whole like speech. Like he's doing a Barack Obama, yeah. like big orators kind of speech here. And they're all cheering. He says, first thing I'm going to do is eat a whole bushel full of apples. And they cut Elizabeth's hand. And so they don't, um, and they're going to kill her. And at this point I'm going, does Barbosa deserve to die at the end? 
Yeah, because he doesn't kill her, does he? He doesn't kill her. Like, no. I know he doesn't kill her so the movie can happen. Yeah. But, like, you could have killed her. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Her throat, he? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Like, why are you keeping her around for? Mm. Unless, okay, here's a, here's a dark thing. Ooh, no, no, where you going? Hey. You know where I'm going? No, with? no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've just restored your mortal powers, yeah. and now you got a very pretty girl on deck. Because mm-hmm. there's another scene later on that I was like, whoa, this is rough. Yeah. Okay. So they cut her hand and nothing happens. Um, so they end up, or, I don't know, are we fixed? I don't know. Do you feel different? I don't know. And so they shoot the bald guy. <laughs> and they go, you're not dead. And he goes, no. And he looks and goes, he shot me. <laughs> <laughs> Barbosa slaps Elizabeth. It's the second time she's been backhanded. Once was, was, was the big bald guy slaps yeah. her when they get on the boat. And Barbosa's like, you shan't lay a hand. And this time he's like, yep, here we go. Then she gets slapped again. She slaps someone a third time. Doesn't the big black guy get slapped? That was the, that was the first. That was the first one, yeah. was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Will grabs her and takes her to the interceptor, and she takes the medallion back with her. And she says, Will's been... Because Will's turned on Jack here. Because Will Will, Will's turned <laughs> um, and says... Uh, because he heard Jack talking about him as leverage. And so he plays it and says, I'm not going to be your leverage, da 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 and he says to Gibbs, you know, he fell behind. So they say, keep to the code as an AKA sail away. Um, and so they're going to kill Jack Sparrow. And just before they kill him, they go, kill him. He goes, the girl's blood didn't work, did it? And he goes, hold your fire. <laughs> <laughs> he knows something. He goes, you know whose blood we need? And he just goes, I know whose blood you need. <laughs> and this is the brilliance of Pirates of the Caribbean as a franchise. All the moving pieces and who are the good guys and who are the bad guys uh-huh. and who who's with who in this moment. It's like watching an episode of a TV show called Survivor where like <laughs> alliances are always shifting and it's like who's with who this week and wait, how can that character now be aligned with this person because I don't even want the same thing. <laughs> and it's like this but on like a narrative scale. It's just so well done. Um, I love Survivor. Survivor is great. I've not seen it. The tribe has spoken. Ooh. The tribe have spoken. Survivor's fantastic. I don't know why it doesn't get a bigger play over here, but it really is one of the best shows on television. Oh, okay. Uh, below deck, he's going to, by he, I mean Will's going, uh, oh, Will's like making out with Elizabeth, like back on the pearl. And he like <laughs> reaches his hand into her shirt and is surprised to find there's something there. <laughs> and it's a medallion. <laughs> um, yes, yes, yes. So was Kira Knightley, apparently. I, I, yes, it seems so. <laughs> uh, and so Jack, uh, and so it, it's this Aztec gold. He goes, "How did you? I thought I lost this." He goes, "Yeah, I stole it." And he goes, "Why wouldn't you tell me?" And she really doesn't have an answer for this. No, no, no. Well, I thought they think you're a pirate. At which point, like we said, like it's been ten years, love. Yeah. Like what's going on? It's been a while. He goes, "I'm so sorry," and like runs away or something like that. And he or he storms off. Something. Someone has a pity party. Do you Probably think? Him. Do you think that has a, a draw to it, like um, Lord of the Rings with the Ring? You know, like, <laughs> it's not established. No, no but you know I what I mean. Because she does. Though, yeah, everybody who I, sees I it. I agree and, with Liam. There's something drawn. Really? People are drawn to it. it. When, it hits, when it hits the water, the pirate It pulses there. It pulses there. That's pulses. fine. Yeah, yeah. And that's also, that's when the Black Pearl attacks that harbor because they know it's there now. Yeah. Because it's hit the water. Yeah. But it's, it's I, th- I think it has something it's, to it's, it. It's like a sat nav. I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's no sign that it cha- <laughs> but, but, but there's, there's no sign that it changes. It's like, yeah, you just drop the pin. But there's no sign that it changes who it's on. No, I don't think it changes them. But I think there's a certain drawnness to it. Well, anyway, maybe that's why his hand was drawn there. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> um, would be and so now there's another parlay, and Jack is negotiating in front of Barbosa for what he wants to have happen. But as this is happening, he's giving his plan out. He grabs an apple and starts eating it, which is a great <laughs> f- 
few moment to <laughs> Barbosa. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to eat an apple right in front of you. Uh, but the plan is you'll be, um, we can do all sorts of stuff. And he goes, no, no, we're going to lock you in the brig. We're not there yet. So, because his plan is I'll tell you whose name it is as we sail the boat away and I'll shout to you. And he's like, we're not having that. You're going to the brig. I also like how he takes the apple. Yep. And then he looks at it. As if and throws it, it away. And he throws anger. it, yeah. yeah. There's a gunfight between the two boats. Uh, Jackson, the brig, he starts screaming, stop blowing holes in my ship. <laughs> there's a sight gag and a literal sight gag as there's a fork in wooden eyes, yeah. wooden eye. So sight gag. Um, oh. Thank you. Oh, very, it's a, it's I, I was waiting for gag. someone to get it. That yeah. went into his fork and eye. It's yeah. a sight, sight gag. That's I see. The, the eyes have it. Yeah. <laughs> He's forked. I am um, your pupil. <laughs> Turner, oh, God damn it. Turner goes back uh, below looking for the medallion and is quickly trapped. And I don't know. That's kind of a foreshadowing of Bootstrap Bill, isn't it? A little bit. In the second one, because he ends up, you yeah, know, yeah, on yeah. Her, yeah, uh, Jack returns to the interceptor and um, just helps fight the fight, really. Yeah, yeah. until he sees the monkey with the medallion, then he chases the monkey over there. And the monkey returns the gold medallion back to Barbosa. And as he does it, he crawls on up, and they say, we call the monkey Jack, and the monkey smiles at that moment. Not trained, happy accident. Really? Yeah, just a, just a happy that. accident. That's great. Yeah, just purely by chance. I want to know if that's the same monkey that was used in Friends. <laughs> Yeah, or like Outbreak. It's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I believe this was... The museum. I know there were two monkeys in this film. Oh, okay. One of them was like an 11-year-old female, and then one was an 8-year-old male. I don't know which was which or why it was which. I just oh, saw it in passing. Okay. Didn't think it was important enough to write down, but yeah, interesting, yeah. yeah. You never know. Uh, the Interceptor then blows up, and we all think Turner blows up. And are we shown Turner escaping? No. No. No, so it's like emotional manipulation for us for a moment. Mm. It kinda, I've seen Star Wars Episode 9. I, was gonna say, I know what kinda, that's like. I'll just say it kind of Episode 9s us and makes us wait about as long for the reveals. Right? <laughs> oh, but two um, seconds. Yeah. So Elizabeth strikes Barbosa. This is the hard part because she, she strikes him and then he throws her to the crew. And if Will doesn't show up, there's a gang rape about to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah. totally about to happen. Thankfully, Will does show and throw to blow his own head off after Will after um, Sparrow says, "Don't do anything stupid." And he goes, "Fine, I'll blow my head off." And he goes, "Well, that would be it." Could <laughs> <laughs> they not just like take some of Will's blood after he explodes his I brains? Does it have to be living? I have no idea. Ellie, um, the monkey is the monkey is not the same one as, as Marcel from Friends. Okay, okay, just, just to confirm, they are they are different. So they go, well, what's your terms? Because, oh, you say, I'll end up at the bottom of Davy Jones' locker. And I'm going, well, there's the sequel there, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's clever. Um, Elizabeth goes free uh, is is what he wants. I want Elizabeth to go free, and I want the crew to go free. And um, apparently the answer to this means Elizabeth walks the plank, but the crew don't walk the plank. No. Just Elizabeth. Mm. And Barbosa does go, it seems a shame to lose something so beautiful and makes her return the dress, which is a great moment. I love that joke. That's so good. And he goes, hmm, still warm. And again, I went, but again, I went, how does this make sense? You say you can't feel anything. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. I'm all over this. (laughs) Not getting by me. I can see that um, score level coming down. Yeah. and they go back to that same little island he was on before, which was great because you've told us there's this great story. And now here's we're like Elizabeth Swan. How do you get off the island? And now we're going to find out. <laughs> um, and so, um, but he is warned, you're going to have one shot in the pistol. 
shoot her and starve yourself. Sparrow's pistol was an actual pistol made in 1760 in London, which the crew bought from a dealer in Connecticut. Wow. Oh, wow. Was cool. Yep. That is cool. That's very cool. Uh, the island, we found out that actually he just sat and drank rum for three days, and the rum runners came and helped them get <laughs> off. Uh, so the answer to this is they get drunk. And he makes a move on her while they're drinking. And she's all like, I don't think I've had enough drink to warrant this kind of... I think if he goes for the move again, I think she's up for it. Oh, yeah, there's definitely Because like she a, looks back yeah, at him. An yes. and then and then he pirates. And then he passes out, not her. Yes, yes, true. Because she's doing that whole, I don't think I've had quite enough to drink, which would suggest I'm going to drink a bit more. I think she's playing a bit hard to get or, there. Or do you think she's not really drinking, drinking? Oh, no, she's, dr- no, she's drunk. Oh, okay. That's the scene after. I think the scene after she regrets. Oh, okay. I don't think it's a ploy at all. Hmm. I think this would be the first This would, well this would be the only time that she ends up tricking Jack like yeah. in that way like they, and they really go down that road about this sort of will they won't they lay in two and three they really steer into that pretty heavily but but in in one generally not but I think she's drunk enough and she's kind of going oh, okay I'm on a boat no, I'm, on, I'm a boat. on a boat I'm on the opposite <laughs> boat I'm, I'm, on, I'm on an island I'm on a lonely island <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was on a boat now I'm on a lonely island but she's with Jack Sparrow she's so. with Captain Jack Sparrow it's like all the lonely islands so uh, need yeah so I'm gonna stop before I say some inappropriate yeah. subtitles <laughs> so yeah she gets pretend angry I think and she goes to freedom this is why I think and he just goes to the black pearl and I love this because Jack is singularly minded. Yeah. It's clear what his motivation is. He wants his boat back. Yeah, so that's all he wants, the yeah. boat and what it represents. And uh, he passes out and wakes up to her burning the island. Mm-hmm. Somebody call 911. How are the leaves burning and not the bark? Not the trunk. I believe you because know this reason. Because the leaves reason. would I, burn before the bark. I looked this up. Yes. And I had a source that said, a waxy trunk. Oh. Some trees have waxy trunks, and therefore the, the, like, the flame would sort of like carry up, and it wouldn't, like, take, it wouldn't take on the trunk, but it would keep traveling, and then when it got to the leaves, it would then burn. Burn the leaves. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to let it burn. Oh, there's a better song for that one. <laughs> we're going to let it burn. Burn. Fire. There you go, Ethan. Burner. There is your there is your task for this week. No. I want, no I, I'm, I want, not, I'm not doing another funny fire I do. meme. That was great. It went over really well last time. <laughs> I, want, I want Ellie Golding's bird to, to the island burning down. Uh, and, <laughs> and she goes, the signal is a thousand feet high. We'll be safe for sure. And then like two minutes later. There. Yeah, yeah. Like. There's one thing if, like, it had rescued, but it's literally like they were just across the street. I know, right? Um, they... I know, he's walked, he's walked a good distance before the boats get there. Maybe. It's two seconds in film time, Maybe. but he's, like, the other side of this island. It's not a big island. We f- then we flip the script, and she's on the boat trying to convince her dad and Norrington to go after Will. And showing character development over the course of the film, they still aren't interested in helping in any way possible. No. <laughs> Until she says it's a wedding present, and then Norrington's like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes, please. I'm in. <laughs> then, for some reason, our comedy duo of the pirates decide they're going to tell us about Bootstrap not liking the idea of mutiny, and he was sent to the ocean floor for his punishment. He says, rather ironic, it was only later we found out that we needed his blood. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Which, you know what the story conveys? Like, it's hard to make that funny, but it was. Yeah, it was, yeah. 
And then Jack's plan, he tells the British to let him go into the cavern first, and he does. And then he's like, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse (laughs) me. And the the music stops, and we just hear him say, excuse me. And everybody just looks at him. It's a great moment. It is a good moment. Um, And then he says, okay, you can cancel the curse now, but it's your funeral. And he goes, well, well, everybody outside. And this is where he makes the play. I want the pearl back, and then you can take the interceptor, and you will be Commodore Norrington. Or Dauntless is Dauntless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he likes the idea of that. And Jack removes some gold from the chest and returns three pieces, keeping one. It was clever. Which means he gets to control when the curse ends. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, go to the boats. And then, of course, Barbosa goes to the, let's go for a walk. And so we have the final battle. And it happens in two locations. We have the CGI battle that happens on the boat, which really nothing much of, of, a, of importance happens. No. no important characters are in danger. Um, the closest being that the Governor Swan is locked in a room with a severed hand. Yeah. Which and is, it's funny, but it's... I don't think it's that funny. I don't think it's as funny as they want me to think no, it is. No, no, no. No. And then the other one, the more important one, is in the cavern. Um, I will say this, though. The battle on the boat is cool because the score we saw where Elizabeth's getting thrown around when the curse is revealed earlier, yeah. that comes back here. Yeah. So that's obviously the piece of the score. It's a lay motif, if you will, to what's going to happen with these characters in that setting. We're always going to have this strand of music. Mm-hmm. Back in the cave, we get a great line about how honest men do uh, do do stupid things. What do we have here? Uh, Johnny Depp goes, me? I'm dishonest. And a dishonest man, you can always trust to be dishonest. Honestly, it's the honest ones you want to watch out for <laughs> because you can never predict when they're going to do something incredibly stupid, at which point he turns. He does. And it's, it's 100% legitimate. Like, if you read it, without the Johnny Depp thing, you can always trust dishonest men to be dishonest. Yeah. Because that's what they'll always be. Always, yeah. A liar will, will act in a, in a sort of lying sort of mo- motif, right? Yeah. But the honest ones you have to watch out for because they'll get it in their head that what they're doing is the right thing, even if you can't predict it, and they'll do something stupid. Yeah. It totally mm-hmm. makes sense. It does make sense. Um, and so... Um, Jack is stabbed and staggers back into the moonlight to reveal his skeletal form and the character design of CGI skeleton Jack Sparrow look cool. Very cool. So, I also like they're all bit. really good. You can still recognize which pirate it is. I agree with that. I, I also from like the, from the skeleton versions, and I think it's really clever. Yeah, I also like the bit where he gets the medallion in his fingers, and it's like clink, clink, clink. Yeah, 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 yeah. And here's the problem: is that so? Doesn't mean the flesh disappears. And I reckon clink, it does. Clink, clink. Yeah, because so what see, happens when they're not in the moonlight? Is there is 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 the is the flesh still real? Yes, because yeah. he does the bomb it later. Because it? it doesn't go clink 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 clink, does it? No, no, no. no. But no, but the guy um, puts um, uh, Will puts a bomb inside one yeah. of the three, doesn't he? And pushes him back, and then it's trapped. Then yeah, it's trapped. I guess there's some rules yeah. there. So yeah. there's like yeah. So um, Gibbs is rescued by Elizabeth Swan, who's gone off in a little rowboat mm-hmm. and they won't go after Jack at which point Swan says uh, Elizabeth says we should hang the code and hang the rules they're more like guidelines anyway and then we smash cut to her rowing by herself going bloody pirates <laughs> as they sail away <laughs> now she's just rescued them I am like come on you were just gonna mm. be mincemeat if it wasn't for for Elizabeth Swan you could do the same thing but she rescues Will and this guy's about this guy's about to kill Will and says I'm gonna show you the meaning of pain and she goes, you like pain? And hits him in the face of an orange and says, try wearing a corset. Yeah, I love that line. <laughs> love it. And then she asks Will, whose side is Jack on? He goes, ours. At the moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, it's just, that's, that's the plot of, of all three movies yeah. of Pirates of the Caribbean. Whose yeah. side's Jack on at this moment? I think ours. <laughs> <laughs> I think. 
And in the final shot, Barbosa's about to shoot Elizabeth, and we hear a gunshot. We realize quickly it's not Barbosa's. It's Jack's. And Barbosa looks at him and goes, 10 years you've been carrying that pistol, and now you waste your shot. And then Orlando Bloom goes, he didn't waste it. And he drops the coin in. Now, here's my question. Yes, that should have been dropped first. Like, it's, 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 a, it's a cool line. Yeah. But does this mean any wound they've ever received now comes into play? No. I think I... it's because he doesn't go back into, like, human form. He's still in the moonlight the whole time. So he's but not because yeah. the bullet travels. Because no. there's another guy who gets, like, my... sliced up and there's blood on the sword. And then he dies as well. So I think because... Because Barbosa is technically currently bleeding because he's just had, like, a bullet through his heart. He's like, ah, oh, this is so sudden, and the actual organs inside my body have been, like, ruptured. Like, why isn't Jack bleeding out, then, from the stab yeah, he took a few minutes Exactly, earlier. but I think it's the other way. I think he should have dropped the medallion into the chest first. And, and then, then you could have had, you could still drop it. Let us even drop, and yeah. then just go, he didn't waste it. Yes. And then, and then sort of have him like point it's to the chest or point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. The only I, I, I don't like. It would be as dramatic, wouldn't it? I just don't like the drop into the coin. Everything else yeah, can still yeah. happen. Yeah. Everything else can still happen. Yeah. Stupid. It is stupid. <laughs> uh, I, I guess they're afraid that audiences wouldn't be able to put it together, but it totally oh, goes against the. Like, it, it does, it's just, yeah. It's like you have to reverse time to make it work. Mm hmm. Oh, Barbosa dies, and in a very cool moment, when he falls, his hand pops open, and an apple rolls away. Yeah, that's which yeah. was a nice symbol. It was. He didn't get. There's a little bit of a sweet. Like you almost. Re- I feel badly it's for Barbosa. Sweet. I, yeah. fe- I feel badly because I wanted him to eat the apple. And you, you think, understand right, his plight. Yeah. He's not been bad, bad yeah. through the movie because there are re- redeeming features well, to him. He's singularly minded, just like Jack. Yeah. You know, I want to be able to return back to where I want to. I, I want to make amends for what yeah, I've yeah, done. Yeah. 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 It's like he even says, he's like, I feel cold. I feel and cold. Then, just, then he just murks it. And that's the thing. Like when you, when, you, when you feel cold, like what does it mean? Like you want to feel something for the first time. And the first thing you feel yeah. is the feeling of your death. Yeah. Whew. Hard. Uh, the pirate. Poetic as hell. I love it. Yep. Mm-hmm. The pirates surrender and Baldi asks for parlay. Because I mean, I, I, at one point I looked at this and when it's a little bit unrealistic, they all just give up. But I'm going, hang on. If you've been fighting for 10 years the chance to be mortal again without one without fear of being killed and then instantly you're like oh shoot i've got this again yeah and even one of their dudes dies yeah but, like, but, but on the flip side then stamp. on the flip side do i want to work for 10 years to get my mortality back and then spend that time in a prison no but there's you can always i escape. want food i want to taste food though yeah <laughs> okay um and so uh if uh, Norrington goes, gentlemen, the ship is ours. And they all go, huzzah, huzzah. And the governor comes out and like, it's like way too much. They're trying to compensate like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he's, like he's a man of the people. Yeah. And he even starts doing that thing where he like starts mocking like the ghost pirates. Yeah, yeah. And, like, ha we got you. We are better than you. And I'm like. You've been carrying away for the last. He's giving them like the waggy thing. He is. Like, he is. <laughs> Back in the cavern. He's such a dork. Back in the cavern, um, Turner says to Elizabeth, your fiance wants to know that you're safe. Jack comes by with this crown on his head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like he's trying to take as much as he can yeah. with him. And he says, if you were looking for the opportune moment, that was it. Yeah. You know, if you're looking for the signal, that was the signal. Yeah. Uh, and then they go outside and the pearl's gone and Jack's okay. He goes, they set to the code. And there's a sound bridge to Jack's hanging. 
Uh, Jack's being hanged, and as they read his charges, he just wants them to call him Captain, and he's amused by his own rap sheet. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, <laughs> like he's forgotten. For impersonating a cleric of the Church of England, he's like, oh, yeah, that was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, forgot I, I, forgot like I did that. They, yeah. they, they got that one, did they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose if you're resigned to death, you might as well enjoy what you've done in your life. Will Turner is late for a Three Musketeers costume party. <laughs> yeah. There's a great scene with him and Johnny Depp when they're together, we're coming up to, where he blows the feather out of his face. He can go. Uh, he walks up and says, like, I should have loved you. Uh, I should have told you every day that, that I love you. And I'm guessing death drums are like their song because mm. it's like this was the moment he had to, like, tell her. Um, Elizabeth fakes not being able to breathe and they both fall for it, which was great. And then just as they hit the switch for Jack to fall, they go back to the sword throw they did from the sword fight, which I thought was really clever. It was clever. Um, And then the rescue falls short and they're trapped up the top of the tower by where we had the scene with Norrington and Elizabeth earlier in the film. And he goes, this is where you throw your lot in. I granted you clemency, and you throw your lot in with a pirate. And Turner goes, Andy's a good man. I'm a musketeer now. <laughs> and uh, Norrington says, you forget your place. And he goes, no, mm-hmm. it's right here between you and Jack. And then Elizabeth goes, as is mine. And she rushes up to him. And I'm sorry, I feel a bit sorry for Norrington here. You, yeah. don't, you don't have to publicly embarrass him. No, I know. What's what's Norrington done that's wrong in this film? He's perved on a girl who's like very young. <sighs> well, that's 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 real yucky. I agree. I will say this: her father's far worse for that than than he is. Not that he's perving, but the idea that he's like enabling this, and it was the time. Yeah, yeah. it was the 1600s. This is how. <sighs> I think Norrington's yeah. just really close-minded. I think Norrington was oh, yeah. just doing he's his not job. A bad, yeah. He is doing his duty, and the yeah. problem we get is sometimes there are shades of gray, and Norrington yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. get this. No, Norrington is it's yeah. black and white, and that's yeah. the, always the way it is, and that's his problem, is that he's going, I always know the right way, I know what the book tells me to do, and he's become successful by doing it. He is a Commodore, and he's not an old man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's been successful. So I feel a little bit sorry for Norrington, because I figure he could, um, that he's all right. I don't, I don't think he's that bad. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, they go, fine, um, lower the guns, lower the guns. At which point Jack just is free to walk around, which felt a bit weird. That was weird. But he goes, <laughs> Elizabeth, it never would have worked between us, darling, which is great. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes, this is the day you remember. And as the audience, we've been trained as the, and we're waiting for him to say it as the day you almost caught Jack Sparrow. Yeah. But then he falls. And again, we have expectations and those are subverted. And we go, I like that. Yeah. I yeah. like that because, again, he's clumsy. Or is he clumsy? Is it intentional that he falls? I don't know. Uh, no, oh, I yeah. think that's intentional. You think it's intentional that he falls there? Yeah, okay. absolutely. So that happens. He lands in the water. And then um, the Pearl shows up to save him. Uh, Norrington calls Mr. Turner back and gives him an allegory about, this is a beautiful sword. <laughs> I would expect a man who did this to, to put this much dedication in all the things in his life. And this is basically him giving his blessing to Turner. Yeah. I quite like this, yeah. I like this. Norrington's not a bad man. It, it, no. it, it redeems him, though. Yep. You know, so... And yeah. he gives him... And it's the idea that he's... The, out of everybody, he's the one who saw. Yeah. Like, Governor Swan didn't get it. Governor Swan thought Brown was the blacksmith. But Norrington's going, I see what this is. Yeah, I see yeah. your value. I know you did this. Yeah. And I'm going to acknowledge that. Um. 
And meanwhile, dads, oh, they go, well, can we, should we should go after him? We should go after him. He goes, oh, I think we can afford him one day's head start. Now, granted, dad did say that, you yeah, know, yeah. maybe piracy can sometimes be the best result. But then dad looks at him and goes, this is the path you've chosen? After all, he's a blacksmith. He goes, no. He's a, he's a pirate. pirate. <laughs> she, said, she said, he, not a She's not. She's not Mary from the working. He, he's a good match there, Miss. Hey, he is. Hey. All right. I've he only is. just realized why the main theme of Pirates of the Caribbean is now called "He's a Pirate." Okay. Oh my god. Uh, and so <laughs> the end of the film, um, Jack's picked up and says, "What about the code?" And this is where Gibbs says, "We figured they were more like guidelines." <laughs> yeah, another throwback. Uh, and then he says, Johnny Depp looks, and he has this moment where he just takes the, the, the pearl is yours, and he looks at the wheel, and it's this moment of. He touches the wheel and then he's like transfixed in the moment. Like he's mm-hmm. trying to capture it all in. And then he realizes he's being watched and he gets some like, you know, orders. Swap the deck, you blow over. Yeah. And then he goes, Now, bring me that horizon. Ad lib. Oh, that's nice. Oh. It is nice. And then we get the main theme and that's our movie. So, a couple, just one tidbit only six days of the film's production were actually shot at sea. <laughs> okay. Which is weird, isn't it? Yeah, that is weird. So. Uh, the End Game. It was nominated for five awards, five Oscars, sorry, including Best Actor. And Best Actor never gets nominated for a comedic role. No, you're right. But Johnny Depp, well deserved. Uh, Sean Penn. Sean Penn wins it that year for Mystic, nope. Mystic River. Mystic River. Never oh, saw it. Okay. Never heard of it. No, never heard not. of it. Okay, I've heard of it. Never saw it. Oh, you want to see him in Milk? There was a series in the early, late 90s, early 2000s, where all the films up for the Oscars were like little things that no one had seen. Yeah. And no one went to see. You know did what anybody I mean? see I Am Sam? I did. I like that. That was. He, he, I was agree. Doing, he was doing an. He was doing an impression of um, uh, Dustin Hoffman. Really. Well, it's Dustin Hoffman. It's it's Tom Hanks. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. Cuba Gooding Jr. There was a series but, of films. It's 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 Leo DiCaprio in Who Eats Gil- yeah, yeah. Eating Gilbert Grape. It's a series of performances where they were saying, "I would like my Oscar now, please." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but he was so good in that. Yeah. And I had Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, I appreciated the Beatles references <laughs> in that one. <laughs> so, um, the money. So, before its release, many journalists expected Pirates of the Caribbean to be a flop because the pirate genre had not been successful for many years, with Cutthroat Island in 95 being a notable flop. It was a big flop. F- I never heard of it. The film was also based on a theme park ride and Depp, mo- known mostly for starring in cult films. See, so if you think about this, before this, Johnny Depp's not a bankable movie star. He's a Edward quirky. Scissorhands had yeah. done well. But he did like Blow and Ed Wood yeah. and uh, Fear and Love in Las Vegas. Like he's not like a bankable movie star, no. no. Yeah. And so he had little track record as actually being like a box office smash. And this, well, it did better than that. So 140 million. Remember, why does it have to be so expensive? Michael Eisner asked. Mm-hmm. 140 million was the budget. What do we think it made? I want to say like 320 four. million. 300 and what? 20. 20. Ethan. I'm thinking 480. Okay, Ellie. 380 and Georgia. See, I was going to go like 270. I don't think it did as well. And as, all, sure, as always, you guys are way low. 654 Whoa! million dollars. It's the number four film of 2013, and the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise is the tenth highest grossing franchise ever. Wow! And wow! That's it must have done really well to be the highest grossing of 2013. Fourth highest film, 2013. Fourth. 2013. Yeah, but the number four film of 2013. 
So ten years after it released, it's still number four. Oh, so. sorry, two thousand three. <laughs> <laughs> I've been talking for about an hour and a half now. If you can make a, just, just tell me where they're wrong. Could you be more clearly sarcastic, please? Yes, please. Stop being so British with your sarcasm and more, and more Canadian. Canadians be like points. You know exactly. Oh, oh, oh 2013, you say? So the problem was if you'd said num- it had to be really good to be the number one of 2013. I was too focused on going, no, no, it's not one. It's four. Ethan, why aren't you getting this four? <laughs> so if you're going to burn me, get it right. <laughs> All right, so whose story is it? And this is a really interesting question. Everyone's. There's so many stories. Yeah. You could make an argument. You could make an argument to Johnny. It's, it's Captain Jack Sparrow's story. You could yeah. even do, like, spin-offs. You could do that same story, but through different yeah. people's eyes. You could make an argument it's Barbosa's story. Yeah. You could make an argument it's definitely Will Turner's story. Yeah. You could argue it's Elizabeth Swan's story. Yeah. You could have a push argue it's James Norrington's story. Because, yeah, yeah, because, because we, cause we yeah. give him that starting point. So yeah, you could argue yeah. at least five characters. It's their story. But whose story is it? Jack's, of course. Jack's? Okay. Ellie? I think maybe Will Turner's. Okay. Ethan? I'm thinking Will as well. Like, yeah. he embraces his roots. He, he, like, he, he begins hating pirates and he accepts what he is. And he gets the girl. That's a good point. Like, he has, like, one of the biggest arcs, I feel. <laughs> uh, Georgia? Yeah. Maybe Elizabeth. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go. She does a lot. I'm gonna go with Ethan's perspective and Ellie's and say Will Turner. It's very Mandalorian esque. <laughs> yeah. it goes from I hate pirates to like I'm gonna be a pirate, and it's the complete <laughs> he shift. He is a pirate. He is a pirate. Um, does he ever call himself a pirate? Mm, so. No, she one. calls him a pirate. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I know he does in the second one. Um, do you want another pirates movie without Johnny Depp in it? Yeah. Do you want one? No. Really? Because they're, they're yeah. about to show you one. <laughs> they're about to show you one. Yeah. I have no... female, isn't it? It's Margot Robbie. Yeah. Oh. oh. Margot oh. Robbie. <laughs> it's Mar- I'm cool with this. Playing, I'm cool. Uh, <laughs> I, have n- I have no interest in seeing this. Oh, I do. I'll watch it because because we'll probably do like a see it or skip it, I imagine, if films ever come out again. It'd be cool but- to see a cameo <laughs> from Johnny Depp. In oh, this. They, but the reason why they're not putting them in is because no, I know, I know, I know, so I know. No, but it'd be nice to see a cameo in an ideal world, and yeah. then have the two come together in a film together. Come together, right but Ethan, now. did you, Ethan, did you say she's playing Red? Yeah. So apparently, there was a rumor like a year or two ago that it was going to be uh, Karen Gillan because they basically oh, I love Karen Gillan. Uh, Red became like sort of the big replacer of a very controversial scene in the Pirates Ride. And she's cool. She's in the parks. She has a bit of recognition in the Disney park community. And the big uh, rumor that's been going for years now is the reason they want to get like a female leader. So it will be red and they already have all of this uh, promotional material in the parks and just available of this character. So yeah. it'd, be an, it'd be an easy go. And I'd be okay with that. If it I'm is red, like, I'm much more yeah. interested in it. Right. Yeah. I'm up for like some female swashbuckling badassery. Mm-hmm. What about okay? What about one with Johnny Depp? Would you be up for seeing a return? I would with the it's, right script. It's difficult, not because of Johnny Depp himself, because of how his character has been handled recently in Pirates Five. They, I hate when people say, "Oh, they destroyed the character," but they. Genuinely destroy the character of I Jack Sparrow in Pirates. Which one's five? Oh, yeah, we saw it. It was the one where uh, there's it's that the one with Javier Bardem in it. Yeah, I don't where, remember uh, it. With, with Will's son, 
Yeah. Like, oh yes, yes, yeah. yes. We did see they're that. Making, they're making this down in this luck bomb, and he's like, "Oh, I, I'm, I'm gonna sell the only thing I had because I want booze, and I broke the curve." It's just, it's so yeah, that pathetic. Was I mean, it, it, which it, I guess, in light of things, is like almost it was like, their way uh, of getting preferential, but it was their way of getting Will Turner back into the universe. Yeah, it was. Wasn't it? So they're back yeah. in. I mean, I'd hard to believe in the two of them who look like they're still like you know thirty. I think have, like, even adult children. <laughs> They, th- they teased Davy Jones' return or some something in like yeah, a post credit scene. They did. Yeah. I did yeah. like Bill Nighy. Anyway, um, I think if they brought the, the the three characters back together, would be quite interesting to see again, like a revisit. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I would have said no because I really was done with pirates after four, and then five. I went, yeah, this thing's dead. Yeah. Now. I don't know. I mean, I think I'm, I like most people. I'm caught up in this maelstrom that we have planned before us, and yeah. the part of me that sees what kind of at least on at least as we record this today mm-hmm. on you know November the twenty I don't know third second second twenty twenty it feels like it's a bit of a referendum on who these people are as actors and people. Yeah, there's part yeah. of me that goes, I want to see Johnny Depp have another crack. I, I kind of believe in redemption. I believe in chances for people to improve and get better and all those things. And as a result, I want Johnny Depp to work as an actor. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see people have, you know, to have a chance to be better than they were yesterday. Robert Downey uh, Jr.? Robert Downey Jr., uh, mm-hmm. Robin Williams. Uh, yeah. There's all sorts of people who you could talk about. Mel Gibson coming back, isn't Mel he? Mel Gibson. You know? And, you know, the idea, and I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a proponent of, of people having, no, I'm a proponent of people having a second chance. Yeah. I am. I am. Yeah, yeah. People fall down. I'm a proponent of them, of them having a chance to get back up within time people who say there's another new story about mel from back in the day okay then yeah we we agree mel 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 went through a, a, a rough stage and said some terrible things yeah said some dreadful things and things that he should have been held to account for and was and now when he also did this back okay well is it the same thing as it always was well yeah kind of it was right so it's a stream but, but again in his heyday he was the one who gave you know downey jr the benefit he gave downey jr and got him a role in air america yeah, yeah you know so so i do believe people have the right to a chance to be better today than they were yesterday yeah. we don't write them off for life no. that's that's just that's just me people are inclined to disagree that's that's 100 cool yeah uh on that note i would like to see johnny depp in another one i think or at least maybe have him give him a full movie where he passes the baton rather than just go now it's margot robbie give yeah. me a film where he gets to sort of set her up to be the one who takes it forward they like tried it. that in the fifth one, but it did not come across well, well no, at because all. because it didn't, because the, it ended up being all about Will Turner. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was about, let's get the old gang back together. They tried in four, and four didn't take. So Kira Knight didn't come back, did she? She has, a, she, has a, she has a moment. Oh, okay. Yeah. She has a moment. It's like both of She's them are there scenes. for a oh, frame. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I probably would. Uh, let's take this, this is a good time for us to pause. For the parks. Pause for the parks. Pause for the parks is the moment where we take a pause from discussing the movie. Talk about how these um, this film has been incorporated into Disney parks. And it should be easy considering it was a park before it was a a ride (laughs) before it was a film. So hopefully our friend Andrew Ashevsky out there has added some stuff for us today. So why don't you go ahead, Georgia, with the pause for the parks? Yeah, he sent quite a bit over. Um, he basically begins with, so where do I begin? Like, it is a bit <laughs> one of those for this, uh, for this especially for Pause for the Parks with this ride um, and film. Um, he absolutely loves it. It's one of the, he thinks it's one of the best live action movies made by Walt Disney Pictures. And I think, yeah, he's probably probably quite right with that. It is it's definitely up there. Um, he grew up with the series, so you've seen all of the films multiple times, and this one is his favourite. I don't think many people would disagree with him there. I think this is the best of the five that there are now um 
he said, uh, Where Haunted Mansion, which came out uh, the same year that Pirates did, um, fails in capturing the tone of the original attraction and does little little tributes, this movie captured, captures the ride excellently and lovingly pays tribute throughout with the first words we hear being the iconic theme of the ride, Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me, which is really lovely because we hear them in a completely different setting. Mm. Um, but it comes it comes up several times throughout the um, throughout the film, like it does in the ride, which is nice as well. It does come up several different points in several different um kind of like compositions of it so it's nice to have that echoed throughout the um the film as well um he says um about the score he's a pirate is amazing that piece of music that i think everyone knows is is sensational i love that like two minute piece of music is incredible um mm-hmm. and then a bit of personal stuff for the parks me and captain jack go way back uh, by way back, I mean, two him? and a half years. <laughs> I didn't slap him, right. no, but he did offer me a place on his ship. Um, he said I could man the crow's nest. Um, didn't he give you he, a leaf? He did, yeah. So as it goes, <laughs> when Ethan and I and a couple of friends were in um, Disneyland Paris, um, the ride there also has a restaurant in it called Captain Jack's Restaurant or something like that. Um, and he often makes appearances in the restaurant, but because... Paris is a small park, unlike Florida. They don't have the underground tunnel systems. So if characters are um, on stage, as it's called, uh, in one area of the park, in order to get backstage to where they don't have to be in character anymore, they have to walk through the park. Um, And so Jack was doing this. Um, I'm allowed to call him Jack, we're friends. And and he was walking through the park. He was fanning himself with this leaf that he'd obviously picked up inside the restaurant. so a big like it was like a not a palm leaf I can't I don't know what sort it was um but he was fanning himself with it and because it was the middle of summer it was August in Paris it was 30 odd degrees I had a handheld fan on me anyway but like a like one that you can like flip open not an electric one a proper hand fan so me being me and Ethan there's a video there's a two minute video of this I walk up to Captain Jack as he's walking through the park and just start fanning him <laughs> like with my fan and just keep going and he goes you you can come with me and he puts his arm around me and we just walk all the way through Fantasyland in Disney and towards the first gates that he can get to and just talk about being pirates and the time he tried to steal a ship from it's a small world which is a water-based boat ride um and and all sorts and it was just magical it's one of my best experiences that I've had in a Disney park and I think that's why the character means so much to me as well because i got to have that experience and one of my favorite things about that was I was in awe of him because as he was walking through he was talking to me in perfect Jack Sparrow kind of accent dialect everything was great his movement was amazing and a little boy came up to him um and he switched from English Jack Sparrow to a perfectly fluent French Jack Sparrow still sounded like Jack Sparrow but he was speaking French and it was it was incredible it was amazing and it's part of the reasons i love the park so much is things like that is that the people that work there you you can have conversations about whether disney is a good company a good whatever and at the moment they're not that's kind of the long and short of it but you can have all these conversations but you go the people that work there in the parks that put the magic in day in and day out they really do it's something completely extraordinary and special it's why the parks mean so much to me if we ever do go back to Alice in Wonderland again. I think we did talk about it briefly then, but the the interactions I had then as well with those, my favourite characters, It even as an adult, it means so much. It's really quite strange. But yeah, so Captain Jack was great. 
Cool. Excellent. Thank you for that, and thank you, Andrew, for submitting your interest uh, and sort of your, your information. We do that every week, if it applies, on Talking to Mickey. We pause for the parks. Um, really quickly, a couple of the usual questions. We can just go around the table, kind of rapid fire, if we can keep things kind of ready for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, role of women. Liam. Um, great, but still okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like Elizabeth Swan in this. I think she's great. She holds her own. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she does get the original occasional slap here and there. <laughs> I'd like to see her slap back. She does a bit, yeah. back, You know, but she does give as good as she gets. Um, but just not in not in them right moments. Yeah, you know? it's the villains who are hitting her as well, which yeah, I'm like, yeah. all right. I mean, as long as it's not gratuitous, I don't think it was. But that's me. I don't know. Maybe uh, let, mm. let, let's ask Ellie. Ellie. Yeah. And yeah, I think Elizabeth Swan is a strong character. She obviously knows what she wants in terms of sort of her own love life and things, and makes her decisions against the kind of going with the times sort of thing for that so that's a positive and she can row really well which i think is highly impressive <laughs> um i think there's a line in the film somewhere about something to do with women not being on ships which is a little bit like well not because it was believed to be bad luck bad luck yeah no that was, that was a pirate superstition yeah yeah, yeah i guess i guess well no, it, it was yeah it was true <laughs> well yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't mean that it's not like a problematic superstition, does no, it? I think, because it was, no, I, th- I think it is. Because I think prove it wrong. I think you have like, to explain to the audience why there's a woman on the ship. Yeah. Because you wouldn't have women on the ships because it was bad luck. So you have to have them talk about it so they can go, well, we don't believe in it. Yeah. Well, okay. But it was still a line that made me go, oh. Okay. Um, but, I mean, yeah, there's, I mean, there aren't really any sort of substantial female characters to talk about apart from Elizabeth Swan, I don't think. What about the other lady on the boat? Gamora? Anna Maria? I don't, think yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. I don't think she's substantial. There's some stuff in there, but... But she's not. She's seen in, in as a as, she's, a, as an she's, equal. She's not a pushover. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Well, tell you, Ethan. Yeah, she's feisty. Ethan. Um, I, I mean, it's kind of the same. I feel... Like, they have very strong characters in Zoe Saldana's, and obviously... Um, Elizabeth Swan. It's there is like obviously the running theme that Jack's like a womanizer, but I don't think that inherently affects like the role of women. I think that it more shows the time that it's set and how women are viewed as well. Like Norrington views Elizabeth basically as a prize, and then she's able to break out of that. And I do like that. I really like that there is not like progressiveness in this per se. Because it's not, but it's more just like there is more to women than just being a prize. They are their own person, and it is a nice continuing theme through most of the films. I feel okay, Georgia. I think for when this film was made and for when this film is set, this film is an amazing example of role of women in films and how it can be done without being without being obvious that they're being like, oh yeah, look, the woman, the role of this woman is great. It's like it's it's not that. It's characters in Elizabeth Swan, in Anna Maria, in the girls that slap Captain Jack, <laughs> that you get you get them, they all do what is right, not only for themselves, they do what they think is right morally, with Elizabeth going back for Captain Jack and that sort of thing, without the help of anyone else. She just goes, well, stuff you guys, I'm going back because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And there's moments where she's just, she's fantastic. And I think the role in women, of women in this film is is really quite good, actually. Okay. I uh, just realised it fails the Bechdel test. 
Oh, it does. Well, it's not, yeah. not enough female characters. No. There's not enough that, female characters yeah. for that. That being said, I think it's a fantastic representation of myself. I'm a man, so yeah. I can be disqualified if that's how people see fit. Uh, I think Elizabeth Swan has agency. I think there's the role that she's expected to be put into, and that's consistently um, mouthed by um, Norrington and by her father. Even to the idea of stay here, be protected, don't do whatever, and then she escapes. And who's the one who has to lock himself into a room and away from the danger? Mm-hmm. It's dad. Yeah. While she rows into danger and leads the charge and says, you should go after him. This is what you do. They're more like, you know, she's got agency in everything that she does. And I will count Anna Maria because Anna Maria is going to have the ship at the end of it. Exactly. She's not just good, she's not just a random she's person. Her own sh- she's going to have a ship, that ship, that yeah. good ship. And they have to win her over. And, you know, it's a shame there's not more female characters. Yeah. But in the flip side, if you had more female characters, it would not feel believable for the time frame they want to set it in. That's the thing you have to decide. Do I want representation? Mm-hmm. Which, But would strip me from my engagement with the narrative because it wouldn't be believable? Or are you going to push it just enough that we can explain it away with some dialogue? And it was just pushed enough. Yeah, it was uh, just my opinion. And I think Elizabeth Swan's yeah. a great character it as is, far as female yeah. empowerment goes. Okay. Georgia. Equally, because we get all of the good stuff with Elizabeth. We get her going back into danger. We get her doing all this. But we also get drunk Elizabeth Swan, who is actively seeking out a bit of a fondle with Jack Sparrow. Yep. Like, I mean, who wouldn't? (laughs) I tried. Captain Um, Snack Sparrow. Absolutely. But, like, we get that side of her as well, which you don't see represented very often. A drunk woman who's kind of being slightly provocative on purpose to her own gain. Like, you don't see that much, and it was... So I really like that scene as well. Okay, I'm going to use the word rapid fire again, because we're really bad at that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, best character? Elizabeth Swan. Okay. I just think... Well, I can take my eyes off her when she's on screen. <laughs> <laughs> SM lips. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, no. I, 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 other than that, I, I like her, and I think she has a good character development, because she's there as, as a stunning... Uh, What's the, I can't think of the word. She's there as a... Rapid a, fire, Liam. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, I, th- I think she goes from a prize to be one to <laughs> yeah, someone yeah, who yeah. actually has it's agency got... in the end of the battle. Like, Will would have died if she doesn't save up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't she, show up. She, she shows more to a character yeah. than just being that beauty. She rescues Will. Will yeah, doesn't yeah, rescue... Yeah. I mean, at times Will rescues her, but at times she rescues Will, and I think that's important. Yeah. Yeah. I like her. Ellie? Um, I think probably Captain Jack Sparrow. Um, I think he's got... It's interesting how you see his different, like, kind of backstory and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but also you've got those comedic moments, which he's essential for. So, yeah. Okay. Ethan? Uh, I'm going, I'm torn between Will and uh, Elizabeth. Cause they're both fantastic. I, I'm going Will just because one, it's different than Liam's and um... <laughs> Will's just fantastic. He's so well performed. Orlando Bloom is just stunning in this. <laughs> and just his characters were so well written. And he's cool. He's the, so cool. For the listeners, I want you to know I haven't like raised Ethan's voice two octaves in post. He did that of his own accord. Uh, Georgia. Oh, Captain Jack all the way. Yeah. I don't think there's another character that has ever quite captured that essence that you get from Captain Jack. Um, it's completely unique. There's nothing like that before him. Yeah. And there's been nothing since. Um, in the history of film, I would argue. So I'm going with the character of Captain Jack. Right, I just realised this is the one where you're supposed to tell me who you think. So Liam, Ooh, go ahead. Who I'm, this time? I'm torn between two. It's a bit harder this time, it I think. It is. Yeah. Uh, I'm torn between Barbosa and the Commodore. Okay. And I think, I'm, uh, push, I'm going to probably say 
Barbosa. You see, uh, it's it's not a bad shout. I'd really like Barbosa, but I'm going to go Captain Jack, actually. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I am. Uh, Captain Jack Sparrow was a cultural f- phenomenon. He and, was. and while you can talk about whose story this is, you know, it's been really good. I mean, Captain Jack Sparrow was nominated for an Academy Award for playing a pirate from a from a movie based on a ride at Disneyland. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, like that's. And when you think the mannerisms and everything came from Johnny yeah. Depp, yeah, and like the Halloween. I mean, uh, these guys might be too young to know it, but when the Halloween came out, like the like the, the 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 Johnny Depp pirate or bootleg version thereof was everywhere. Yeah, like he was so popular, he was a pop culture phenomenon. Yeah, he was. And looking back at it now, it still holds up. He's still great in it. And so. you, you know when you see him, yeah. Yeah, without him talking, you know that's Jack Sparrow. Absolutely, and unfortunately, he'll never be able to 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 like. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. But we ever right, eclipse yeah. this role? I don't know. You'll I don't think so. You always know when there's a new pirates film because every Halloween there'll be like eight hundred Captain Jacks. That Halloween. I agree, I agree, <laughs> but it's less each time. Yeah, there's some of that first year it came out. It's like yeah. it's like when Heath Ledger's Joker came out for the first year. Yeah, Everybody yeah, yeah, was yeah. that Joker character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, best moment or element or scene or something like that, Liam. Uh, my favorite scene was when <laughs> it's a simple scene where um Jack Sparrow just jumps off and he does this like nice dive into the water. Is that when he's like uh, going after his hat and his gun and his um he's going back to the island for the second yeah, time? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's really good. It's a beautiful dive. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is it, <laughs> Ellie? Uh, my favourite scene is the first entrance of of Captain Jack Sparrow yeah. when he rides in on his boat. But favourite element has to be the music. Oh, you chose um, two. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's the like kind of absolute like height of this film. I think is how good the soundtrack I, is. I will say this: like you play, it's, it's, I've, I've bought the soundtrack. I, I paid for it. It's on my phone. I don't do that with a lot of Fantastic. soundtracks to films, but the score is is phenomenal. It is good. Yeah, that and Braveheart. I think the two. I <laughs> <laughs> do like Braveheart. Uh, Ethan. I'm going with favorite element. I really love how respectful this is of like the ride. There are so many little callbacks to the ride, like the dog and the boy and everyone in the jail cell, all that kind of stuff. And I drunk guy with the pigs. Drunk guy with the pigs. There is there is a lot to it that is like referential of the original source material, and it's unlike Haunted Mansion. Yeah, Haunted Mansion. It's really it's really well done. It doesn't smack me over the face. But they built... I said there was no flavor. This is like eighteen stock yeah. cubes of tasty. But they built they built like a, a, like like a coherent narrative around it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Georgia. Um, I'm going to go with the characters. I think all of the characters in this film are great. Okay. Like Ellie said music. Ethan said ride continuity. They were the things I had in my head. So, yeah, the characters in this are just amazing. What about you, Ian, first? Before I say, <laughs> before I say something else. Well, since Ellie cheated, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to say the script is fantastic. Yeah. Just as a script, it's great. The jokes all pay off, and you drop information that will pay off later as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more than that, my favorite scene is the sword fight. Yeah, the sword fight I, in the I blacksmith's office. That, yeah. I really, really do like that. It's early enough, and it lets me introduce. It, it lets me introduce to Will Turner's fatal flaw. Yeah, he's got to play by the rules, and he's completely like the look on his face when he goes, "But you cheated," and I was like, "Why would you not think?" He goes, "Pirates." Yeah, and I was like, "Of course." Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so there was that. Liam, I think you wanted to add something there. Yeah, my other favorite moments are the the CGI. I'm not a big fan of CGI yeah. in most films, but in this was phenomenal, especially with the the moon uh, bits where they have the skeletal bits and the flesh bits, and even there's a bit where Barbosa rolls backwards and he rolls with flesh, rolls through the moonlight with skeleton, and then rolls back. Oh, is it really? Flesh. Okay, that's... it's so so good for for the time. It holds up. Still. Oh, it so does. Yeah, and I, I love all that. that final scene too. 
Yeah, the lighting's like, well done. Yeah. yeah. When they're, when they're fighting in the cave and Jack's turning into a skeleton, then comes back. It is the CGI is great. brilliant in this. Yeah. Um, Liam, missile book India grumbles. Sorry, grumble singular. You get grumble. one grumble. <laughs> um, and Georgia grumble means the bad things. Don't list four more things you like about it. I don't like. Seeing, okay, I'll try not to. I don't like seeing Elizabeth Swan get hit. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Ellie? Um, The fight scenes often go on too long for me, um, which I think pads out the runtime generally, but at least the music's good when they go on, so. Okay. Uh, Ethan? That second act really just, like, slogs for me. Okay. It goes on for a bit too long, because when I was watching this, I forgot that they go to the island twice. Okay. And they get they get to the island like, oh, we're near the end. This is great. <laughs> and then they don't, and they go back. And I'm like, oh, this just feels like way too long. And we get that really cool uh, battle in the ocean. Don't get me wrong. That's a great battle, but I don't know. <laughs> it okay. just goes on too long. It goes too on too long for me. Georgia? I don't think I really have one. Honestly, I like this film. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll go in the final fight scene. I guess I get way after cross cut, but the bit where like the ghost pirates are on the boat fighting the the redcoats. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I just don't care about that. So I'm just like, just show me what's going on. Like, let, let me see if we're on the boat, but I don't really care about it. Yeah, they spent a little bit too long there, and I don't really care about Elizabeth rescuing the guys. I mean, get, I guess you have to get them on the pearl, and the pearls fit in a way. But I really just care about what's going on in the cavern. And that I mean, it's a small gripe. It's a it's it's a really strong yeah, film. Small, I just yeah. felt it is. maybe I'd seen one too many big big battle scene. And I was like, all right, I need to. Maybe we need to see Norrington face it for some reason. To be fair, Norrington just faces an army of the undead and then won't, like, pardon Jack Sparrow afterwards. That feels a bit, and who, you know, saves all their lives. Maybe that's a little bit of something I could have used some explanation on. Mm. Like, why, after all this, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Maybe the movie does just sort of skirt that across a little bit too easily. Uh, so, uh, it's, and is this anybody's best role ever? Well, I'm going to say yes. It's Johnny Depp's best role ever. Yeah. Yeah. Is this Keira Knightley's best role ever? I think it's the only thing I've ever seen her in, so. Is it the three of them? Is it their best role ever? I'm, no, I think Orlando, Orlando Bloom, Bloom I liked in Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say he's this. always good as Legolas. I'm going to say this. I don't think he's very good as Legolas. I think he's pretty. <gasps> I think he's How pretty. I think he's pretty. I don't think he's very good. You want to talk about CGI? You want to talk about you want to talk about CGI getting in the way? Jeez, Louise! Yeah. I don't know. It's a tough call. Tough call. I, I like this I think better. I prefer Keira Knightley in Atonement. Okay, better acting performance for sure. I've not seen it. I like Keira Knightley in Begin Again. Okay. Oh, really? That's trash. I love it. No, it's bad. I'm James Mark Corden. Please be another movie. Coons. Yeah. All right. I always forget James Corden's in that. Yes, oh, he is. No. Um, okay, I think it's time for uh, Age Game, Age Game. Let's all play the Age, age game. game. I mean, I didn't say anything about Jeffrey Rush because I thought he's got he's done better he's things. He's done so much good things. Shakespeare in Love. He won an Oscar for it. Yeah. God bless him. Uh, he was what? in Shine. He won an Oscar for that. He was in King's Speech, wasn't he? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That was him. Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, that'd probably be... Oh, I haven't seen Shine, but yeah, I don't yeah. know anything else. So it wasn't his best role ever. No, I said it wasn't his yeah, best yeah, role yeah, ever. That's, that's what I lived with. Age Game, Age Game. Let's all play the Age Game. Go ahead, Ellie. Orlando Bloom. Um, okay, let's. I'll, I'll go twenty-three. I'll say twenty-seven. I'm low. I'm realizing this now. Ethan, I'm thinking twenty-nine. I was gonna say thirty-two. I feel very big though. Ian, you're not that low. He's twenty-six. Wow. Oh, I said twenty-seven. Woo. Oh, you're right. There yeah. you go. 
Okay. Uh, I forgot you got all three. Lord of the... See, I know the answer to this. So I will abstain. Oh, okay. Who? Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley. Um, uh, 25. Uh, I'm Hollywood. So I always say this. Hollywood always says really young. I'm thinking like 21, 22. 23. May I? Yeah. She was 17 when it was filmed, but I think she might have been 18 what? when it came out. Wow. So her mom wow. had to be her mom had to be on set the whole time. That oh, makes wow. Norrington <laughs> even more messed up. Yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Would you like to do Norrington next? Oh jeez, yes, please. Uh 30 30. I'll go 34. Oh, I was going to say 34. Uh, 35 then. 32. 30. No, there you go, Liam. So thirty and seventeen. That's still, still real. No, it's a big age gap, but it's perhaps not as bad as we might have thought. Maybe not. Um, Johnny Depp. Oh, hmm. I'll go forty-two. I was going to go forty-two. Uh, I'll say thirty-eight then. Oh, still my number again. I'm going thirty-nine then. Forty. He was forty. Hey. hey. Uh, Jeffrey Rush. Oh. Fifty-six. Fifty-five. Oh, that's good. Fifty-four. <laughs> fifty-seven. It was fifty-six. George, oh, got it. Well okay. Is that it? Um. Oh, sorry. He wasn't. He was fifty-two. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> he was fifty-six. So. Price was 56. Oh, okay. Sorry, uh, wow. I would, I would have had him older. Yeah, me too. Let's take a look at critics. Georgia, do you have anything from the critics, please? Do, yes. I've got one from our friend Roger Ebert, who agrees with Ethan and Ellie. Says a movie that charms its audience, then outstays its welcome, um, which I believe it does a little bit. Then one from um, Elvis Mitchell from the New York Times, who says this movie is better than it deserves to be, given its origins, a ride at Disneyland and Disney World. Um, which I think is accurate. It's very Absolutely. good compared to it, it way where it outperforms comes from. what we were expecting. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely, yeah. Mansion, isn't it? Yeah. And then there's just another one. Uh, Rick Groen from Globe and Mail says, "Forget the film and check out Depp because there's a superlative to be witnessed here. This has got to rank among the weirdest performances in the zany annals of the silver screen." And I think that's probably accurate as well. <laughs> yeah. Globe and Mail. It's Canada's mm. national newspaper. So there we go. Uh, some of our friends, the Paul and Griff show said, very enjoyable film. Captain Jack Sparrow was one of film's greatest characters. The special effects have aged well. Uh, should have been left to the standalone film as the sequels never lived up to the Black Pearl. No, okay. I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, but there's money to be made. Uh, it's a musical podcast referring to what Paul and Griff said. I have to echo this. Love the first two sequels, though those they are fun. But I do wonder if the legacy would be better with just one film. Uh, they just rewatched all five back in June. God bless you guys. Yeah. And Johnny Depp is excellent <laughs> as Jack Sparrow and continues to be. The score, too, is just perfect. I also think the supporting cast and characters are perfectly cast, too. Everyone plays it apart from Barbosa to Gibbs, Norrington to Rigetti. It's the ensemble that helps make this film and world perfect. Well, that's a very optimistic viewpoint. Uh <laughs> We have a shout-out from our friend, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith? He wasn't he, there earlier. He I'm wasn't. glad he's here now. He go. followed me on Twitter today. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I have not seen this since about 2004, so I can't remember much about it. I remember finding it funny, loving Johnny Depp's portrayal of Captain Jack and Kira Knightley as Elizabeth Swan. I have not watched any of the sequels. Dwayne, I think what we're saying yeah. here is 
Leave um, it there. Yeah. yeah. Rewatch <laughs> the, re-watch, re-watch the re-watch first one. one. Yeah. yeah, but don't, don't worry about the sequels. Uh, Debbie, our friend Debbie, says, absolutely love this film. It started a, a new era for pirate films. Great CGI and, and animation. Uh, great comedic moments, stunning locations, and arguably some of Hans Zimmer's best music, which is amazing to play, especially the drum parts. Debbie plays drums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got... Uh, Nicole from the Defining Disney podcast, I believe. Where do I begin? She's got a few tweets here. The music and story marriage is unparalleled. Um, I'm not sorry. Well, you don't have to be. No. Every major character's motif is easily recognizable and, and are so well placed that when listening to the soundtrack on its own, you can visualize the scene. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. The casting mm-hmm. was impeccable. I, per- uh, I still would love to see Michael Keaton. Yeah, I, would <laughs> I mean, Johnny Depp's obviously, I don't think anybody beats him, yeah. but I still would love in an alternate universe. Give me Michael Keaton and Heath Ledger. Oh, yeah. I want to see Jackman. I think he Jackman? just chewed that scenery yeah. up. Yeah. The cast mm. was impeccable. I personally, fi- uh, personally don't have a tainted image of the film because there's Depp in it, particularly since we haven't seen the last of the story. The film and franchise is nothing without the casting and what all the major players brought forth. Um, the range and depth in character development is wonderful, even with the air of mystery around Jack. As for cinematography, the shots we get during the Black Pearl Interceptor battle to promote the chaos, the underwater shots are lovely. I would agree there were some underwater shots mm. that were really strong throughout. Theming is remarkable. Taking a Disney ride and expanded upon it to build Tortuga, the Isle de Muerta, and Port Royal have so much depth and detail packed into one film. Um, they've seen Disney tried it with movies like The Haunted Mansion, trust me, so have we, and not as successful. <laughs> and also quotability. Just one watch, though, and you remember things like Savvy. You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. And it's undeniable the entire script is witty, funny, and thought-provoking with little bits of wisdom and foreshadowing. So, and that is going to be that. So that was from our friends here. So all that's left now is our ratings, our ratings. So Liam, as is our want, would you go ahead and start us off with your rating for Pirates of the Caribbean? I will give this a very strong nine Elizabeth Swans. Elizabeth <laughs> Swans. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ellie. Um, it's a seven and a half from me. Um, I do like it, but it just does go on for too long. All right. Ethan. Give it eight pieces of gold. Pieces of eight. Eight pieces of eight. It was right there for you. (laughs) Shut up. I don't know if pirates, I'm dumb. Go watch number three for like a third of the way through. No, I'm not watching three hours of that. Uh, Georgia. Oh, I don't know. Let's go eight or a half or nine. Oh, eight and a half. Eight and a half. I'm going eight and a half Jack Sparrows um, sitting on my bed. Okay. Wow. <laughs> uh, I was the most generous one last week. I'll be the most generous one this week. Ooh. I am nine and a half slaps wow. that you're not sure you deserved yeah. out of ten. Uh, this well, film is, as far as a comedic, feel-good family film, as close to perfect as it, it gets. Is, it There's is. some continuity errors, but yeah. this is fun. The characters are well-developed. Uh, the music is fantastic. The CG and cinematography is top notch, and it gave us an icon of cinema. Yeah, in I'm Captain Jack Sparrow. I'm upgraded to nine. <laughs> I'm just talking. That's fair. Well, you guys, was, you did... guys talked me to a higher mark on Moulin Rouge. So. See, I debated. Yeah, I debated between nine, nine and a half. Yeah, but I gave The Dark Knight nine and a half. Yeah, 
and I rate. I don't think only one film can reach that level. I mean, if I had to no. rank them, I'd probably rank The Dark Knight ahead of this. Yeah. But I'd rank it higher than the films I would give it a nine so that, to. But that's, so. what, that's what kind of swayed yeah. me to nine. So. Whatever reason you have for it, it's yeah. fine. So if I could go between it's nine It's fine you gave it a nine. Nine. Well, don't worry about it, because I gave it a nine and a half, so I can pull yeah, the average up cool. a little bit there. That's cool. So all that's left now is we've got to talk about next week. Now, uh, so like, we I'm are excited. recording a roundtable on Leo DiCaprio next. Yeah. It reminds me of the last roundtable we did and on Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. And all I got to say is everybody has a dream. What's your dream? We are going to L.A. in 1990. It's the 30-year anniversary this year. Woo. We are going to do Pretty, Pretty Woman, Woman. Yeah. next week. <laughs> cool. So, Liam, I know you had said you just watched this. I literally I'm, have. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking in my head, I'm going, oh, we're going to do it next week. So, I know. I literally watched this about three days ago. So. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Why women do when they don't regret it. it. <laughs> All I can say, you guys are going to have a great time. I like roll of women in that. Geez. I'll tell you what, baby, I'm going to treat you so nice. You're, You're not, not going to want to let, let me go. go. <laughs> it's it's quotable. It's so quotable. it's like from one iconic character to another. So yeah. we will be doing Pretty Woman next week. I'm excited to watch it here again. on I Best Film Ever. So please join us next <clears throat> week when here at Best Film Ever we do Pretty Woman, or next week when we tackle some more classic Disney fare. So for Best Film Ever and Talking the Mickey. I've been Ian. I've been Liam. I've been Ellie. I've been Ethan. And I've been Georgia. And although we've tried to tell you the truth over the last hour, I want to let you know that me, I'm dishonest. And a dishonest man, you can always trust to be dishonest. Honestly. It's the honest ones you want to watch out for because you can never predict what they're going to do something incredibly stupid. Now, bring me that horizon and some really bad eggs. (laughs) We'll see you next time. (laughs) Take care, folks. (laughs) 